And gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 41 of Ruthless Talk. After what has been just a roller coaster of emotions over a WWE with uh, WrestleMania. Or a nosedive. <laughs> right. The last few days, just a complete nosedive straight into yeah. straight straight into the canvas, right? Um, yeah. Just, but but for the most part, a lot of roller coaster of emotions about being on such a high from night one and night two in the Raw after WrestleMania just just a complete downfall and just again a mix of emotions you also have the whole uh endeavor and and uh and UFC deal as well but with all that being said we're going to now shift our focus back over to AEW because it's been a minute you know AEW with all this stuff going on over at WWE has kind of been under the radar um and now the bit. shift is now yeah. focused back over to them as they made a lot of moves and they tried to really pack this show um as as much as they can i mean there were several title matches in the show so this was a big night for AEW. did they deliver we're soon gonna find out however i do want to talk a little bit about nxt um now nxt um they had their show stand and deliver during wrestlemania weekend um and from what i've heard and i've seen some clips i've seen a couple matches i mean mostly mostly from uh you know the world title match between braun braun breaker and Carmelo Hayes. Mm -hmm. I'm not shocked that Carmelo Hayes won. I, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, Braun Breaker is most likely on his way soon um, uh, to the main roster at some point. Um, As and Mark McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy, right. They're going to change this whole deal. Mark right. McGillicuddy. Mark McGillicuddy, right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you you also have stuff with, uh, with the women. You had that women's ladder match. Uh, Indy Hartwell winning the world title. That pretty much came out of nowhere um you know and we'll get into that in just a second you know Roxanne Perez she kind of you know who knows what's next for her um mm -hmm. you know JC Jane makes her return costing Gigi Dolan that opportunity as that story now continues you know is it going to have the same type of momentum and build um so that's going to be exciting now that that's that uh, whole storyline is kind of back on track as well um and then yeah we go over to NXT uh which was this past Tuesday Braun Breaker uh, turning heel um, on Carmelo Hayes. So Carmelo Hayes uh, is no doubt now fully playing the baby face in this situation. I know that there's not a lot of people who watch NXT on this platform, you know, especially, and again, I don't blame those people because if you know uh, a lot of NXT call-ups, and we mentioned this uh, too, Brian, about, you know, when you, when they get to that main roster, you know, at least as of late over the past few years, they they just you know they get like name change they get everything about their gimmick aura change and yeah. everything about their aura their profession and then WWE just just changes it just out of the blue out of the ordinary and it's just like what the hell are we doing right <laughs> um so but still guys I I do highly recommend to watch a little of NXT because right now they are doing some really good stuff over there Shawn Michaels I give him credit um, mm -hmm. they're, absolutely they're doing, they are doing a very a very uh, a very good job over there. Um, but yeah, guys, so Braun Breaker turning heel on Carmelo Hayes. It's going to be interesting to see how Carmelo Hayes plays the babyface role. Um, we haven't really seen that from Carmelo Hayes a lot. So it's going to mm -hmm. be really interesting to see how he how he plays that type of character off. Braun Breaker, I actually, there's part of me that really likes Braun Breaker as a heel. Um, I just think like yeah. just the entrance, the aura about him, I think it screams more of a heel. Not that he can't pull the babyface character off, but 
Um, you know, especially as he gets to the main roster, I think this this heel turn, um, who knows, can do really can do wonders for him. You know, because we talked about, you know, there's rumors about oh, Braun Breaker is going to be the dude that's going to come to the main roster as the baby face and just defeat Roman Reigns and be the guy, right? So I think this. Oh heel fuck! Turn, no. Oh shit! Oh no. yeah, it's that's a rumor. Trust me. Uh, oh yeah, that's Braun Breaker. Jay. Uh, so what? In, in like five years from now, so Roman's gonna <laughs> have the title for the next Roman five Reigns years. Roman Reigns is gonna, guys. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> Roman Reigns is gonna hold the title for five more years. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah. So I mean, who knows? Like, yeah, and that's a rumor as well. Like I said, uh, yeah, that's just very, very weird type of rumor. But still, uh, very, very cool little, uh, little. Uh, heel turn from uh for braun breaker so that's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out um you know the moment felt special it was really played out pretty well in length you know they came out they shook hands they showed each other respect uh raised carmelo hayes's hand and then just freaking delivers a massive freaking clothesline <laughs> takes out i believe his name is trick williams uh yeah. carmelo hayes's friend or whatever the fuck right um takes out him as well in the process so I don't know. I mean, do we just get a rematch for this title? So it, it's interesting because clearly this feud is still is still going to continue. They wouldn't just have this segment and in, in this uh, in this segment or this feud, I should say, would just completely just obliterate and just go their separate ways. So very right. interesting in that regard. Um, but still, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Braun Breaker is a heel. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll definitely give it a chance <clears throat> and see where it goes. And then I'll get and then I'll send this off to you, Brian, as I get through this next uh, segment here from NXT. Cora Jade, uh, Cora Jade made her return as she attacked Indy Hartwell. I believe uh, uh, Indy Hartwell had a title match with um, uh, Night or uh, what's her name um, uh, from uh, what was that little was that little faction that uh, um, that was developed with the uh, the Creed brothers before? I'm forgetting. Oh, I'm not even sure. And uh, and uh, and Rod and uh, Roderick Strong or whatever. Um, I'm forgetting her name. I'm drawing the blank. I apologize, but uh, but yeah, but Indy Hartwell was in a title match, um, and then yeah, Cora Jade after the title match, uh, she comes out, attacks Indy Hartwell from behind. She hoists up that title. Um, you know, she does like the dusting the le- dusting the 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 legs and like brushing the the dirt off of uh off of um Indy Hartwell. That whole little spiel like that heels do, especially with the women. Um, you know, I like this heel turn from Cora Jade. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like I've always liked Cora Jade, but to me, that whole baby face character, I don't know how you felt about it, Brian was just like, to me, it was just like another sky blue from AEW. It's just like, (laughs) right. Right. Like no one really cares. She's just, she's just there. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing special about her now, now with this heel turn. And this is what I mean about sometimes, you know, turn making a change and whether it's turning heel or not, you know, that persona of your character it's like you know now you're seeing a level of uh of potential that's now being really blossomed and core jade <clears throat> is a prime example of that so you know core jade you know you know sending her message clear as day that she's coming after that nxt title uh but i'm gonna send this off to you uh brian and this is mainly about indy hartwell i was very surprised that they would put the belt on her uh not was not expecting that at all uh, but I, I guess they they didn't want to put the belt right back onto Roxanne, especially with the whole uh, ambulance scene. I think maybe it wouldn't have been realistic in that way. Maybe it would have been it would have been more realistic to give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I was not thinking Indy Hartwell at all. So that that was just out of the blue for me. But um, but yeah, I mean, and I know Brian, you don't watch too much of NXT, but at least from what I mentioned, your thoughts about uh, stand and deliver, the results of stand and deliver. And uh, a little bit of these segments that uh, that happened in NXT this past Tuesday. 
Yeah, I still got to watch it. And uh, yeah, I definitely plan to, especially uh, this coming up week. Um, but yeah, so uh, Braun Breaker, um, yeah, the heel turn. Well, first, I mean, yeah, I, I expected him to make his his debut on, on Raw or SmackDown. Um, I guess that's not happening. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that because usually, you know, at WrestleMania time, that's what happens, right? I mean, the you know, the some a couple of the biggest stars, one or two, or you know, from NXT generally make an appearance. Um, you know, with the whole sell and everything, I don't, <clears throat> I maybe that has a lot to do with it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, going forward, you know, when I first got introduced to Braun Breaker, when I kind of just you know started watching NXT again, like before I knew really anything about him. I kind of assumed that he was going to be a heel character anyway. And I was kind of like, oh, you're going with a, you know, he's a face. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does as a heel. Um, again, I mean, we still got SmackDown. Does he, like you said, it would be weird to do this unless you're just doing it for the main roster jump. Like he's going to come to WWE as as a heel now. I I don't know. And they've, and they've done uh, that before. They'll take any yeah, right, right. stars. They'll, they'll like, they'll like, they'll give him a little main roster appearance um i think yeah. they did that with grayson waller at one, at one point too uh i think a couple months ago so who knows did i mean maybe they they might do the same thing with braun breaker maybe yeah. not this week but maybe at some point in the future but yeah who knows but yeah but uh yeah as far as um yeah i'm gonna see what he does as a heel because like i said i i just uh i guess the first time you know i heard who he was and you know the, the son of of rick steiner um obviously you know so he's got a you know, second generation and just, yeah, his, his kind of look, I mean, it, it kind of looks more heelish anyway. I, I don't know. I think it just kind of, it would fit him better, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and Indy Hartwell, um, yeah, I spoke highly of her at the, at the Royal Rumble uh, when, you know, in the battle Royal, just she had a, a couple, a spot or two in there. Um, you know, is it, is it too soon? Yeah, maybe, I don't know, but I mean, I was, I don't know. There was just something about her, like I that I saw, like yeah, she's she's she can be a star in this oh, business. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, out of the, it was just very out of the blue. Not that it was too soon. It was just like it all happened like in the sample. Gotcha. Like she's grabbing that title, and it's like oh, like that's that's where we're going. Like okay, <laughs> you know what I'm right. you know what I'm saying? Like it's like world champion, especially with Indy Hartwell. And this is no shade to Indy Hartwell at all. Um, and maybe this is just me, maybe not watching NXT enough. Like I said, I keep yeah, watching right. NXT, uh, I watch highlights, yeah. I'll watch a show here and there. But when I look at Indy Hartwell, it just doesn't scream. Her character, and at least as a performer, what she's doing now, it just doesn't really scream world champion. Again, that's just no Yeah, I haven't seen her. enough, really. You know, yeah, I just I saw, like exactly, I said, the little I flashes. enough to, for me to be like, oh, yeah, she's, a, she's world championship material. Yeah. However, with Cora Jade... I've seen more of Cora Jade and what she what she can do more than Indy Hartwell has because Indy Hartwell ever since the whole um, the whole uh, faction that she was in with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae um, and, and and Austin Theory at the time she's kind of been lost in the shuffle uh, mm -hmm. even with Dexter Loomis as well you know she I mean this <laughs> this woman was in like some love relationship with Dexter Loomis and now here she is. <laughs> <laughs> winning world title gold it just i don't know it just seems very very weird but yeah right i got you but um uh, but yeah so yeah and going back to uh um oh gosh I, i'm drawing a blank now um to indy hartwell who, no no the champ who was the champion um oh roxanne roxanne roxanne, roxanne. Yeah. yeah so i and i didn't read in depth to this and it, i might be totally off base here but i so 
back to that whole ambulance thing. I, I, I want to say that I, I had seen something again. I take everything with a grain of salt that I see on the internet, especially with wrestling. Cause it's all fucking smoke and mirrors and kayfabe and storylines and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that she might've been actually like legitimately dealing with like anxiety issues, I guess, to some, you know, level. And if I'm wrong again, I apologize. Who knows? But if that is the case, then I agree with going with somebody else. Cause yeah, I, I yeah, mean, no, if you're I, legitimately I dealing with something like that, yeah, yeah. To, to to throw them back in like two weeks later into yeah. the same situation. Yeah. That's it just, yeah, I would have felt wrong. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with you with that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm full on board with that with Rock. And like I said, there's many things that you can still do with, uh, with Roxanne Perez. And I think, sure. that, uh, you know, maybe debuting her at least as of right now, on the main roster, I'm sure in in, uh, in the near future. Um, I mean, who knows now with this whole freaking thing? Yeah, like, like I said, we said last uh, podcast. Who yeah, I, mean, I, I, I I have no fucking idea, man. Yeah, I don't know. There still needs to be more. I think that Roxanne. <clears throat> I mean, she's done her stuff in ROH as as Roxy as she used to be. Um, right. But yeah, I, I think to me, honestly, she definitely needs to, and she doesn't even need that title to be relevant. I, I say that about a lot of wrestlers. Just put her in something meaningful. Just give her a storyline that makes sense and just, just give her the rocket. You don't know, just, just make it meaningful, make it interesting, make it intriguing. So uh, before we get into, uh, into dynamite, now I did mention JC Jane and how lately this has been honestly one of the most intriguing parts of NXT, um, at least from my point of view, honestly, Brian, I mean, the whole, the toxic attraction storyline, I think JC Jane, at least from when I've been watching her, I've been watching her work as well as Gigi Dolan as, as more than mm-hmm. anybody in the <clears throat> women's division. Um, I mean, her, the promo that she cut, she's pretty much, you know, talking about, you know, listen, I broke your face <laughs> in your heart and now I'm going to break your soul. Um, you know, you know, moving forward is, you know, this is not over between me and you in a nutshell. And this is probably going to lead into another big, another big match, whether it's at another, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if it's like another weekly show. I hope not. I, I want it to be maybe at an actual pay-per-view style yeah right like just another weekly pay-per-view shows i know that they do so i hope that they make it meaningful on a big stage maybe they'll do like a lot i've heard like rumors about a last woman standing match or something like that to end this end this story between uh yeah jc jane and uh and gg dolan but uh but yeah brian i'll send this off to you as we end this whole nxt talk here your thoughts of uh of jc jane um, and this Gigi Dolan storyline, at least what, um, you know, what, what we've talked about in the past and, you know, where do you see it uh, playing out? Yeah, it is one of the better storylines over there on NXT. Um, yeah. If, if you're continuing the story, uh, yeah, it, it's got a, it's got to culminate in a, in a bigger, you know, I don't know, even a, a SummerSlam, I guess, or so, I mean, that's what three months away. Yeah. I don't know if you draw it out that long, but at least, yeah, it deserves a little bit of a bigger stage than just your weekly show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think they've both been doing good work and uh, it's just interested to see how this story ends. Yeah, very well said. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and, like, and, and here's the thing with, with JC Jane. It's just like, I mean, you know, she has done like I said, a tremendous freaking job. And as well as, as Gigi Dolan, I think that they, I like these types of feuds where like, you can tell they're they're both bringing the best out of one another, uh-huh. and that's the best thing out of this entire situation. Um, so yeah. as long as you know, and this is, and, and I've always said this as well in the past on this podcast is that this feud has the potential to be very very special. It's a shame that they 
that whole injury angle thing with JC Jane kind of put a damper on things as it kind of was put on hold. And then Gigi was placed in this ladder match. And, but now here we are. So maybe I guess beggars can't be choosers, but yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be intriguing. You got Braun breaker. We'll see where that goes as we'll continue to keep you guys updated uh, on NXT and stuff. If you guys are interested, you know, always uh, continue to, uh, to follow the platform as we'll continue to post every, or keep everybody posted in regards to uh, NXT uh, moving forward. And with that, it is time to get into some AEW dynamites. Shall we do this, Brian? Let's just start Absolutely. Right the jump with this show. Let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> AEW dynamites, uh, uh, April 5th, 2023, uh, live in Long Island, the most magical place on earth, Long <laughs> right. Island, New York. Uh, if you didn't know it was in Long Island, New York, you know, Excalibur and, other, and, and everyone on commentary, they probably said about 10,000 fucking times. So if you didn't know, they they kept reminding you that it was in Long Island, New York. You know, just I love yeah. Long Island, but I mean, holy shit, guys, like let's freaking like relax on like reminding us. I, I think they, they pretty much do that, I think, with every city that they're in. There's like, oh, it's like he's like coming up next in Long Island. We got the he's like, oh, yeah. it's like we're here. And, you know what I mean? It's just like, OK, let's 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 calm it down. I think I heard Long Island about 10,000 fucking time (laughs) with all that being said our number one we go into absolute ricky starks versus juice robinson however this match did not happen because guys as soon as ricky starks made his entrance jay white and his music hits he runs down the rampway juice robinson attacks starks from behind and then that just leads to a two-on-one beatdown just leaving starks laying to end the segment as guys jay white is all elite yeah i don't think it's a coincidence brian that this dude is starting the show off there's been rumors about <laughs> this dude right. joining wwe and obviously all the crap that that's going on over in wwe with endeavor and ufc vince mcmahon pretty much being back having a having an executive position to me it's no freaking coincidence this is a big old fu from tony khan over to wwe saying hey you dropped the ball and we have your dude that you just tried to get. It's freaking no coincidence. So yeah, I like that aspect of it. And Brian, I'll send this off to you. However, like guys, let, let, if, if we're really being honest here, this this return, this debut for Jay White could have been ten times better. I mean, this, yeah, this was not memorable at all. It was just a simplistic two on one beatdown, which is fine. But like you know, if you're gonna make somebody debut on your show, then make it freaking meaningful. It, it just like, it just felt so rushed. It was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's just like AEW did this just to say like, Oh, Jay white is here. It's like just to yeah. have Jay white out there just to be out there. Cause this yeah. was not a segment to, to, to start your show off. I like that. They're starting the show off with not a match because I saw like, Oh, Ricky Starks and juice Robinson. I'm like, Oh, here we fucking <laughs> me too. But then Jay white comes out. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm like, <clears throat> are they going to, and then it continued, and I'm like, okay, they're going to make this meaningful. And then it kind of just the the attack happened, and then it just abruptly ends. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. how Jay White is starting off his AW debut. It was very, very, very not very relevant, not very memorable at all. Um, but he's here. Jay White is all elite. Um, you know, I'm sure you know Triple H and Vince. You know, Triple H is probably slamming his head somewhere in a cement wall uh, watching tonight's show. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, like, I understand again, what, what Tony Khan I'm sure was trying to do to get the message out. I mean, again, again, guys, it's not a coincidence. This, this was a big, this was a, 
a major message over to WWE to start their show hot after everything that's happened this week with Mania and the Raw after Mania and, and all the news with, with WWE and their sale. Uh, it's no coincidence. And it's just they, they just throw Jay White just to have Jay White on the show just to, mm-hmm. just to show him, hey, he's here. He's in AEW. But they forget one thing. You got to make the segment actually fun and actually it, it's intriguing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, Brian, I'll send this off to you. Your thoughts of Jay White as he is officially all elites in AEW. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think for, you know, while we've, we've, Obviously, not had many good things to say about AEW. I will say, with Jay uh, Jay White going to AEW was, I think, better for Jay White than yeah. than going to WWE. Because especially now, look, a guy coming from Japan and his character work over there and the style. Like, if he went to WWE, I have no doubt. And I'm not saying he's gonna. They're not gonna fuck him up at AEW, or you know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna matter. But. At WWE, I have no doubt they would have just, <laughs> he would have just been another dude, right? Um, with, yeah. So I am glad that he went to AEW. Like, I, you know, I, I we mentioned this weeks ago when Juice Robinson first showed up and attacked Ricky. Like, you know, if you were going to do that, I mean, yeah, okay, Juice Robinson, but there had already been talks about Jay White. Um, and maybe, <clears throat> you know, shit just wasn't done yet, but. You could have saved that two weeks later and just had it been Jay White initially rather than having Juice Robinson at all. So uh and then with his yeah, with his um his uh debut here, yeah, it it's I get it. I I like him, you know, being out there at the beginning, but I, I think they again it's just kind of like the amateurism of AEW, like if you want to have this debut of a, of a fairly well-known name, right. And a, and a guy that is a star in Japan can be a star here. You want to make it feel special, but in this, like, you know, his music hits, but then the camera pans back to the ring. Cause juice Robinson attacks starts. And then by the time it gets back to the ramp, like Jay white's like already basically at the ring, you know, sliding in and you kind of, it just, yeah, it was rushed. Like, you didn't even see him enter. It was, so it was just, yeah, it was, it could have been so much better. And it just speaks to the, again, the camera missing him coming down the ramp um, and the fact that you weren't even really trying to make it special anyway. Uh, all right. Um, so I guess Starks is going to be battling. I don't know. Are they going to still call themselves the Bullet Club? Are they are they forming a Bullet Club here? Um and if so, I mean, Jesus, like, how are you going to do that without Omega and or uh, involving them? And, you know, like, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, unless, it's, unless, like, Juice Robinson just becomes, like, a, I guess, a lackey or maybe uh, yeah. doing Jay White's bidding or something like that in this feud with Ricky Starks. So, yeah, but I, I would I say know. if you're going to continue to reference them as the Bullet Club, you're going to have to at some point – you know, oh, yeah. at, at, at some point, like the there's, friction. yeah, no, uh, no yeah, yeah. That. And that's, and, and no, you're exactly right. And and that's the weird thing about all this stuff. But here's another thing I want to say too. It's just like, I, I understand, you know, AEW, it's just like, oh, they get this big pop, you know, oh, it's like, oh, it's, oh, wow. Like Jay White chose AEW over WWE. But here's the thing, guys, like, again, how many times have we also talked about Tony Khan always overloading his ship 
with fucking talent. So you, here you go. You and have he's another, already got the partnership with New Japan. Who honestly, again, from New Japan, I, I understand yeah. that the New Japan and AJ, I get it. But but now that he's officially on the active yeah. roster now, technically, right. it's just like, it's like, why? Because you want to say F you to... To, to to world wrestling entertainment over in Stanford, Connecticut. Like, like what like I, I don't understand. Like, you already have so much talent that <laughs> that could still do wonders for your company. Like, and listen, I, I listen, I, I know a lot of people love Jay White, and I'm sure, and, and there's no doubt Jay White being an AEW, especially now with freaking Vince having an executive role in this and all that bullshit that's going on over there. No yeah. doubt he, he's in a better situation. He keeps his identity and all that yep. stuff, right? But was he? What was this? Fair? What was this needed to actually sign him to an AEW contract with all of the other talent that's just collecting dust in the back? The answer is no. They, they, right. Guys, if, if you're being honest with yourself, this was not the signing was just not needed. You already have this 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 business relationship with New Japan, right? So to me, it's just not it's just not needed. Um, and, and I just don't understand why Tony Khan he never. He just continues to sign. You can sign all the talent that you want, but if they're not like, bro, like, like, where's again, where's Lance? He's just going to, everybody's going to be in a bunch of bangers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're going to see in a bunch of, uh, oh, we're going to get to a banger in, in just a second in this first <laughs> hour. But it's like, dude, like where Lance Archer made his return on, on Rampage. Where is Lance Archer now? Again, like wh where is Jake, Ro Jake, the snake Roberts by his side? Where is Eddie Kingston? Where is Santana and Ortiz? Oh, that's right. They're in the back because you don't have shit for them. But no, let's sign Jay White because we want to get all the buzz. You know, we want to, you know, it's like we want to remind people that AEW right now is is hot because we got Jay White and WWE's in shambles because Vince McMahon's going to, you know, he's back in business and the whole en Endeavor deal. Like, give me a fucking break, man. Yeah. Enough. You already have enough talent that you can, you can go toe to toe with WWE already. But you just right. keep signing this fucking talent. It's rinse and repeat. Oh, it's just another day in another day in the in the office. Just signing another fucking another another talent. Just come yeah. on, bro. Like enough sure. with this shit, bro. It's like it's like again, it's the talent and again the ship of talent just continues to overflow and overflow. And it's just like how many how many more talents can you side until you're until you say, damn, I don't have enough room for these people. Yeah. <laughs> until you start putting them on fucking dark. And Rampage, where who nobody freaking watches in anyway. So yeah. it's just it's it's so I will say odd. with like uh Santana Ortiz, I don't know where they are, but I know like Eddie Kingston. I mean, he's basically just Ring of Honor now. I mean, that's I don't think you're gonna see Is him. He on Ring of Honor now, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's for for the last few weeks. I, I know he just had the match with Claudio at Ring of Honor for the title. Uh, I haven't seen it, but yeah, he's like he's just AEW, he's Ring of Honor. That's the problem uh, with AEW yeah. because they have so much of this talent. I know they have relation. I know, I know Tony Khan. He's he's pretty much yeah. partially owns New Ring of Honor now for for the most part. I understand he's got the relationship with with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but your new but your AEW wrestlers should be on AEW television, not on yeah. Ring of Honor, not on fucking New Japan, on AEW. That's it because you know because they are AEW active talent. And, and no one's, you know, and it's just, it just doesn't make sense to me, Brian. It really doesn't because yeah. they already have the talent to compete with WWE. But Tony Khan, he keeps writing that fucking checkbook with <laughs> another contract and another fucking con You get a contract. You get a contract. Everybody gets a contract. I, I mean, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's just too much, dude. It's just so, it's just so freaking much. But, but hey, Jay White, Jay White's here. You know, there's, you know, they're going to create buzz. 
on social media, I'm sure. And, you know, know, WWE is going to take a small hit because of it. But I don't. But in the long term of things, what is it doing, guys? It, to yeah. me, it's really doing absolutely nothing. Where where this goes from here? Does it get you know? Does it have potential to be special? Sure. Do we really have the confidence in Tony Khan that he's going to book it properly? The answer is no. No. Nope. The answer is just no. Chris Jericho is backstage uh, with an interview with Tony Schiavone, uh, pretty much kind of just emphasizing the word disrespect in regards to the match between Adam Cole and Daniel Garcia. I don't have exactly what's written down with of what Jericho said, but pretty much, you know, it's like the, you know, the disrespect about Daniel, you know, you left Daniel Garcia like celebrating, and just yeah, celebrating like how disrespectful that is. And guys, Keith <sighs> Lee, Keith <laughs> Lee <the laughs> freaking shows up, you know, it's like, bro, he's been on a, he's been on the side of a milk carton for the past freaking months. And now here he is. He's on AW dynamite. And bro, like, and, and he aged about another forty years because holy. Dude, fuck. I got something to say about that. I know, like, I yeah, mean, holy yeah. Shit. yeah. I mean, this dude needs some just for men or something because, <laughs> goddamn, bro. I mean, this dude aged like really fucking quick. Uh, but he, but he interrupts this segment and he pretty much just challenges Tris, Chris Jericho to a match next week in Milwaukee on um, on Dynamite to teach him a thing or two about respect like really getting into his face and like jericho like backing away and that was that was it um and, and that's keith lee for you and then g- goodbye to keith lee so he gets his he gets his 30 seconds of, of tv time and then okay yeah keith lee you're done just just go to the back go back to dark you know like what like yeah. what he, what he um but yeah so so yeah i mean look we're, we're it's a it seems like we are gonna get this chris jericho Adam Cole feud, which I mean, again, I, I said this, uh, you know, even last week that you know it could be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, you know, so we'll see. We'll we'll see where it goes. Um, do I like right now where it's going with Keith Lee just randomly being just what thrown into a match for next week against Jericho? Because I mean, if if you're gonna do a feud between Jericho and Cole, and if you're gonna have this match with Keith Lee, then I doubt Chris Jericho has to lose. No. So what does this do for right. Keith Lee? I mean, right. big badass freaking Keith Lee is going to lose to a 50 plus year old Chris Jericho. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, Keith Lee is back. Yay. But he's probably, but he was only there for 30 seconds and he's probably going to lose to to Jericho next week. So I, I, I don't know. Again, I don't trust this company to to get any of this shit right. I, I, I yeah. don't. Um, it's good. Great to see Keith Lee. It sucks that he aged for, uh, again, another 50 years. Uh, it's like he's like it's like he tra- it's like he traveled you know forty years into the future or some shit or something. <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, Brian, if you have any thoughts on this backstage segment with Jericho and Keith Lee being back on Dynamite Television, yeah. So I know uh, Lee's been on Rampage here the last you know few weeks or whatever. I haven't watched it, so I haven't and, seen him. So when I saw right. him, another show yeah. that nobody fucking watches. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when I saw him, yeah, that's the first thing that I was taken aback. I mean, it, like, what uh, is he like? Because you know the way, t- like Keith Lee's voice, he has a very distinct voice. Yeah. Um. So what is he? You know, this is are they turning him into like a Morgan Freeman character, like with the gray? Because right. yeah, that's the first thing I thought was like, holy right. shit. Yeah, and then I was no wondering, like, beforehand, looking like that. There's no like, bro. There's no way. Like, dude, this dude legit looks like he's about to be on his deathbed. <laughs> like, <laughs> with the fr- seriously. I mean, so it makes me wonder, like, have you like this time, like, have you been dyeing your hair black or did now you dye your hair gray? Like, I don't know which one it is. I I would assume he's dying it gray, but yeah, uh, because yeah, yeah, that was a, I was like, holy shit. Why why does he look like he's 30 years older? (laughs) Right. Um, 
So yeah, you know, I again, I'm I'm glad to see Keith Lee back on Dynamite. Um, you know, I, I guess losing to Jericho next week, which yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's how this is going to have to go if you're building a feud with Jericho and um, Adam Cole. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully, at, at least we see him on Dynamite. Maybe maybe this is the start of you know he'll be on Dynamite now and maybe get him in something. I hope. But again, I, you know, I I don't trust it. So no. uh, he's one of those stars that you and I have talked about. They're like, yeah, just where where the hell has he been? Why why is this guy not on TV in a story? Ah, uh, I I don't know. Um, well, he was with something. And like- now coming back, like looking like thirty years older, like I don't know what that does for your character necessarily. I mean, but eh, we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, I know he was in something. He was in a whatever kind of feud it was with Swerve Strickland. Yeah, um, right, right. I don't know if that's just. Been I mean, that's been months his- ago, though. I, I mean, that's, that's been that- months ago, and now it's it seems like it's just been brushed to the side or whatever. So they yeah. have nothing for him, so they throw him on dark and they throw him on rampage, like you just mentioned. So right. I- I- Here's the thing about this match, right? And I, I don't expect them to do this shit. I just expect Keith Lee to just freaking lose, and then that's it. Nothing, nothing, nothing is, uh, n- nothing happens to Keith Lee because of this match. He's probably just going to take the L, and that's it. Nothing, nothing leads anything for Keith Lee. But what I would do if if Keith Lee is going to lose this match, you know, have something for him. Get a feud starting, and maybe somebody, yeah. somebody gets involved, or right. something happens, maybe backstage or something that. That involves Keith Lee, not not just this feud between, you know, Adam Cole and Chris Jericho. Because if you just have Keith, even Lee if it's somebody on the JAS, right? It, it, even if it's you, you put him kind of just to start off at least. I mean, something yeah, like that. You you can you know? do that, but honestly, I would rather him. I would rather somebody to get involved that would start a feud that would that involves with him. Right, it, it would like I understand the JAS. That's what right? I mean. That like, would be the him against somebody play. in JAS. Yeah, yeah, but I, I honestly would, in my in in my take here, I would it would have to be somebody outside of the JAS, something Word. separate from yeah. Jericho and his whole crew with the with the society and and Adam Cole. Yeah, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I got uh, you. Because you got to get something for Keith Lee, dude. I mean, this dude cannot continue to just wrestle <laughs> on fucking dark in irrelevant tag matches. And irrelevant singles matches on Rampage. We can't. We can't keep doing it. I mean, it's yeah. just ruining this this dude. And he's and the gray hairs are are, are bulletproof. <laughs> I, again, I don't know if that's just hair dye, whatever the fuck. I'm just joking and speaking hypothetically. Yeah, uh, but we'll, but we'll see. Um, you know, again, I love Jericho. I love Keith Lee. I, I'm sure people will get into the match. Um, and, and like I said, this this feud with Adam Cole has potential. Where it goes, I don't trust it, but it remains to be seen. Yeah. Up next, we have our official uh, first match of the night. This was our uh, AW Trios champs, the House of Black versus Orange Cassidy and Best Friends, as these uh, this match was for the AEW Trios titles. Um, the Best Friends arrive in uh, Mom Sue's van, that white van uh, backstage. They arrive to the arena. Um, freaking Mom Sue, I believe that's Trent's mother. Uh, they ride like they you know they're dropping them off like they're in uh, they're dropping off at junior <laughs> high school, you know. Right. <laughs> and that I guess that's I guess they're just embracing that shtick now with Orange Cassidy with the backpack or whatever. I don't freaking know. Yeah. Uh, but but still, I mean, it was it was it was kind of funny. I, I I guess you know there's no no harm no foul. I guess it was kind of funny. Uh, there was a funny. I remember. Um, I think it was a match between best friends and Santana Ortiz. This was like years ago, and um, <laughs> Sue was involved in that whole match. It was like a backs it was like a it was like a backstage 
brawl type of fight, like a street fight or whatever. But it started uh-huh. backstage and like in the parking lot, like a parking lot brawl. And Mom Sue was involved, like with the white van. And I thought it was freaking entertaining. So, I mean, if you want to involve sure. Mom Sue in this whole little shtick with the best friends, and I mean, I could get behind that. I thought the entrance was kind of cool. I mean, obviously they want to make it big, you know, like make the, you know, make the entrance, you know, you know, worthwhile since it's a title match, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, this match time was just under the 13 minute mark. Um, another typical, I mean, six man tag from AEW. Um, now listen, yeah. I understand that I praised the match, um, at WrestleMania over at WWE, that whole showcase match, because guys, like I mentioned, that is a match. Right on a grand stage on a pay per view, where if you want to do the flips and dives, you want to do the the suicide dives, the Canadian destroyers, the sunset flips. That's when you do it. You do it on yeah. a grand stage for people, but not in the middle of a freaking weekly televised show. And in regards to Dynamite, we see this shit every every week. week, and 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 this week is no different. Um, it's just a bunch of everybody's just in the ring, multi all at once. Um, and again, I I wouldn't harp on it too much if this was at a pay per view. But guys, right from the jump, I mean, this just gets chaotic. At least the showcase started off somewhat like normal, an actual mm. like a tag match. And then, of course, towards the end, it got chaotic. But it was in, but it was it, but it was in the right time in in the right in the right way, if that makes sense to everybody. This match just straight from the the snap of a finger, everybody's just jumping all over the fucking place, like, yeah. like ping pong balls, like pew pew, like I always talk about, right? So again, just another typical AEW match. Again, like I can rant and rave about it, but again, it's just like, well, why why do I need to waste my breath? I've spoken about this on many episodes on this podcast. That there's no need to continue to freaking ramp about this. Um, you know, people know my my stance on this as well as Brian. I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Orange Cassidy is doing his shin kicks onto Malachi Black as he just is this. It leads to just a knee, a massive knee to the face for Malachi Black. Uh, when it's all said and done, after all the flips, out of all the dives, out of all the bullshit, uh, Buddy Matthews hits a – he does his best Seth Rollins impression with a curb yeah. stomp um, as he uh, defeats or pins Chuck Taylor for the W and the House of Black win the trio's titles or they defend uh, their trio's titles over Orange Cassidy and the best friends. So, uh, Brian, I'll have you start off your your thoughts on this, uh, this trio's titles match, uh, the first match of the night here. Uh, yeah, like you said, a typical AEW six-man tag, and especially about about the halfway mark of this match, it just turned into a, a, a spot fest where, I mean, you know, Brody King would hit a clothesline, and then Orange Cassidy hits the orange punch, and then Malachi Black does something, and then Buddy Math, you know, it just they just trade it off, and it is what it is. Um, you know, we've spoken about the House of Black here and how much, you know, we like them, like... I, they don't need to be trios title champions. Um, you know, I just think of the like all the stories, you know, vignettes, promos, uh, you know, real storylines that could be happening right now with the House of Black. That are is just it's not because they're trios tags, and so they're just fighting a, a different set of three people, you know, every week, and that's. And even in this match, uh, you know, it pans to the audience at some point, and there was. Um, Oh, who was it out there? Roosh, Preston Vance, and there was some other guy. That's who they're going to be fighting next week, uh, you know, in a trios tag. I mean, it's so, uh, you know, I just feel like the the House of Black is being wasted, you know, because I just feel like if you put them in storylines and have them 
and vignettes more. I mean, they've done it a little bit, but just take the trios, you know, take the trios titles out of the picture and just have them in a feud with somebody and telling a story. Cause as a faction, man, I mean, this is like, it's what you want in a faction, right? Like Alakai or Malachi black is, you know, the, the mind, the brains kind of behind it. And also, you know, he can go in the ring. Um, uh, Brody King, right? He's he's the enforcer. He's the muscle. And and Buddy Matthews, like, dude, Buddy Matthews is a great fucking wrestler. Like the what yeah. he can do in the ring, like, it, so he's your he's your like in ring guy. Over right? WWE. I mean, honest. I mean, one of his one of the best matches I've seen him in his WWE career. So yeah. So just like those three paired together is just such a great faction. Um, and I, I just feel like it's. <laughs> It's nowhere near the potential it could be. Um, so, yeah, they win the they win the match. Uh, everybody gets their spots, and they'll fight Roosh and Preston Vance and whoever that third guy is, either next Dynamite or maybe that'll be a Rampage trios tag. Who knows? But yeah. I just feel like they're dropping the ball, man. No, no, you're you no. Trust me, you are not wrong. Trust me, I've had my my uh, my share about the house of black you know not even being on aw television or television is a a disgrace before i get to my thoughts um about this match i do want to i do have some breaking news here um regards to vicky guerrero uh vicky guerrero guys has been officially been removed from the aw roster page um if you guys have not heard i thought that happened weeks ago there was something that happened i thought she was removed so so shell guerrero who is the daughter of vicky guerrero um, she was she dropped some sexual assault um allegations that happened with Vicky Guerrero's husband. Um, oh, yeah. So, oh, okay. Well, so, yeah. You... So that that's whole that that's been going on now for the past couple of days. Uh, but yeah, there it's been confirmed that uh she has been officially been a, removed from that AW roster page as, as well. She also um you know her the daughter posted an Instagram story in regards to that whole situation. Um, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to, obviously I'm not going to read the whole thing. Cause I do want to get through this show, but, um, if you guys want to check that out, it's all, if you guys have Twitter, Facebook, I'm sure it's all up on there. You guys can go check it out. And, um, I definitely want to read more into this before I get my, my official thoughts in, in this whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. I've been keeping up with it and, and, and I've been, you know, reading stuff, but I do want to get more information before I, like I said, I always want to make sure I get all of the information before I can give you guys an honest take about what's going on. But yeah, guys, just to, to break the news here that it, Vicky Guerrero has is officially been removed for the roster page. She is done with AEW uh, because of these, these sexual allegations in regards to um, her daughter um, and, and Vicky Guerrero's husband. Well, damn. Uh, Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All I can say is, I, I mean, I, ultimately I hope it's not true, but if it is like, you know, God bless her daughter, man, I, you know, fuck. Yeah, and like I said, we'll we'll, oh, continue, we'll continue to know more, um, in in regards to uh this situation. And yes, by I mean what I mean by Vicky Guerrero's husband, that is that is her her stepfather. Um, there's you know the whole sexual assault, um, charges that that's happened over the past couple of days or so. Um, you know, again, Vicky Guerrero's daughter, she shared her thoughts on an Instagram story as well as on tiktok as well um i haven't seen the tiktok and i haven't seen the full instagram uh post in full but like i said i will um i will continue to um you know do my research with that and we'll uh we'll talk more as we i'm sure we'll get more updates in regards to that situation 
But back to this whole six-man schmas here. So, I mean, Brian, you, you said it best. I mean, it's like the House of Black. They're holding these trios titles, and there's nothing – there's no, there's no value to them. Yeah. There's no value to those titles because, guys, you, they can compete – in all of the matches they want. I understand it's it's great to see the House of Black on AEW Dynamite Television. Trust me, I, I fully acknowledge yeah, that. Yeah. But at some point, we got to get the ball rolling with putting them in a meaningful segment. And, and it makes the titles meaningful. If you're just going to have match after match after match with these trios titles, then what the fuck is the point of having <laughs> them on the show? There's nothing meaningful about the match. It's It's just irrelevant. Um, yeah. I mean, you put them for 13 minutes against the best friends and you have this title match. Okay. Now what uh, are they going to face? Freaking uh, what, what other trios freaking, uh, well, it's freaking a, team Ru- Roosh and Preston Vance triangle and... freaking. Yeah. Roosh and Preston. Like, are they going to face them next yeah. week? Are we just yeah. going to repeat the fucking cycle guys? Can, can we, can, can somebody in this AEW, can somebody in the suit and ties, somebody in the back, make these fucking titles prestigious. If you're going to have them in this company, then freaking do something, make them freaking entertaining, put them yeah. in a freaking store, like get fucking creative here, put them in the freaking parking lot, put them in the streets of long Island. I don't give a fuck. Like if like, honest to God, it is, it is pissing me off at this point, Brian. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's bad enough that we have these titles because it makes no sense because the, because we already have a tag division it's and now you have a six man a six man or six woman tag division whatever the fuck um it's just like yeah so it's nothing but a waste of time it's like okay it you is. the match and entertaining at times okay yes was it needed no <laughs> and then the match was a circus schmoz anyway like yeah. you pl- and again i i mentioned this from the beginning you have you do this show to Put on entertaining segments and build storylines. When you want to do these circus type of matches, you do that on the pay-per-view. Now, even on a pay-per-view, Brian, I'll still shit all over it because right from the jump, it just got chaotic. Um, There was no in-ring psychology. There was no hardly any selling at all. It was just a, it was just a freaking, it was freaking hot garbage. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seriously. Um, And I love Malachi. I love the house of black, but I mean, guys, you guys can't tell me that that Malachi Black, Aleister Black, is booked that much better in AEW than he was in WWE. I mean, give me a fuck. Yeah, no. His NXT run was is ten times better than what he's doing right now. Seriously, yep. that's that's yep. not a, that's not my opinion. That's a fact. Go back to his NXT run. It is ten times, and I mean ten times better than this fucking bullshit. Yep. Oh my god, and it's same same with Buddy. It's same with Buddy Matthews too. Um. I mean, even his run as an NXT Cruiserweight champion was freaking as, as a singles competitor. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing that that makes you want to watch these three. What you make you yeah. to watch them have a a good match and, and get entertained for a couple seconds? Oh, great golf clap! I mean, the best the best part of it right now is the fucking entrance. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it, it looks badass. Thank God, exactly. Thank God yeah. for their badass entrance. I do love their freaking entrance. By the yeah, way, yeah, for Thank sure. You for bringing that up. But yeah, that their entrance is badass. But yeah, that's it. As soon as that entrance hits, I'm like, okay, here comes the bullshit, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's it. So, yep. um, yeah, again, we're, we don't uh, don't be surprised, guys, that they're just in another freaking title match next week because that's all Tony Khan knows what to do for these trios titles, and it's just a waste of time, and it's just a waste of our breath. Up next, we have another title match. This was your world, uh, your AW Women's Champion Jamie Hayter versus Riho. Uh, match time was 12 minutes in length. Britt Baker is at ringside. 
Um, Hater wins this match via the Hater Ray. Decent match. I mean, I'll give these two women credit. It was de- definitely a decent match. I mean, it's Riho and Jamie Hater. I mean, it's it's professional wrestling, right? So, I mean, we expect to have a good match, right? And I'll, I'll get into more of that in just a second. But uh, Jamie Hater wins this match. Okay, awesome. I, I would. I'm sure I wouldn't hope that Riho just dethrones Jamie Hater in the <laughs> yeah. middle of your fucking AEW show. So I fucking hope that she wins the goddamn title. But, you know, all that being said, she wins the match. Great, you know, solid match overall. Um, you know, and they shake hands in mutual respect. You know, just, you know, that's that's a just good competition just at its finest, Brian. Um, so they shake hands. The outcasts, they're backstage. They send a message to Hater that, you know, sending the message going, you know, one of those one of those three ladies at some point is going to take her down and take that AEW Women's Championship from her. Um, and that was pretty much it. Brian, I'll have you start your thoughts on this uh, women's title match and the best backstage segment with the outcasts. Yeah, it was okay. I would say um, there was a couple times in this match where and this is just my little, you know, just with wrestling in general. Like if the if the move takes too long to set up, don't do the move. <laughs> like it, so there was a couple of times there was like one, yeah. there was like a double knee and a crossbody from just calling from Rio. at that point. Yeah. Right. And and so haters just kind of standing there waiting. And it just it, you know, it, it just either you gotta be faster with it or don't do it. Um and again, that that timing issues happen, whatever I get it. But when I see it, you know, happening live, it just kind of uh it just it it, it just um it, it just takes you out of the moment of the match, right? Because now it's like, oh, uh, we got to wait for Rio to climb up to the top rope here. So I'm just going to stand there with my arms out waiting to catch her. So, uh, but other than that, yeah, it was an okay match. Um, and then the promo backstage. Uh, okay, I guess. Um, I just I don't like the aspect of it where, uh, was it Shivani that was interviewing him? Whoever it was, I can't remember. It was uh, it was Renee Renee Piquet. Oh no, it was Renee. Okay, Renee. Mm-hmm. so at some point, I guess she kind of asked, like, "Well, which three of you will it be that beats Hater?" Yeah, and so it's already kind of pointing to, you know, this the faction's going to turn on itself at some point because then they're going to fight over the title, which just like in wrestling, yes, that always fucking happens. But if you haven't even got to that point yet, like, don't start telling that story yet. Like, don't. You know what I'm saying? So it was just kind of weird to me. I mean, I know they were like, oh, well, we'll deal with that when it comes. But it just, it's to me, it's already setting up like, you know, one of these three women are going to beat Hater, and then the faction is immediately going to, you know, one of the other girls are going to cha- challenge the winner. <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, I hope that's not the way it goes. Because, again, that's just shitty and lazy writing. <laughs> so... We'll see. Yeah, you are not wrong. It's just, it's lazy. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's lazy, it's redundant, and it's fucking stale. Um, I mean, guys, right. the only hope that I honestly have about this whole situation, Brian, is that Britt Baker at some point is going to turn on Jamie Hayter. Because there's no way, like, Britt Baker is going to continue this, oh, like, I'm here for my best friend, and, like, she's, you know, she's, you know. Right, yep. The ba- you know, she's being put on the back burner but, and then let yeah. Jamie Hayter get all this glory and shine um, as, as the world champion. There's no way. This this has to lead to a turn. I highly See, doubt I, that Britt Baker is going to continue to be just to be at the attached to the hip as the the uh, the henchwoman for, for Jamie Hayter. There's, there's no freaking way. 
Um, so whether she costs Jamie Hayter the title, um, or maybe this, maybe Britt Baker is the one to take back that women's title from Jamie Hayter. Maybe they do that at a double or nothing. Um, or maybe at the big London show, we're going to get to that as that was part oh, of the big announcement. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we're going to get more into that in just a second. Maybe they do that at that, at that show uh, in, in August coming up. Um, who knows? Um, but that is only the only thing that is keeping me hopeful. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if you want to call that Brian, because this entire shit with the outcast is so fucking terrible and it's yeah. not even and it's so freaking it's not fun it's just it's just weird um it just one and one one week they're feuding with with willow nightingale and sky blue the next week they're they're feuding with with now with jamie Hayter and Britt baker and it's just one week yeah. they're on the show one week they're not one and all of a sudden jamie Hayter like reho is also coming to the aid for jamie Hayter because of the outcast now she's challenging her for the title in in a relevant fucking title match, may I add? Why the fuck was this match a thing? S- seriously, like you, you like I I don't understand. Like this is the women's division, the booking of this AEW women's division in a nutshell. Yeah, it's like you just throw it in a relevant women's title match. What just to have a title match, just to get a little pop in the rating because there's a title match. Like mm-hmm. get fucking creative go to the streets of long island go to freaking in the parking lot give me give me intrigue get a freaking pulse going like for (laughs) fuck's sake give me intrigued about something in this women's division jade cargill was doing that but they've been fucking ruining her because she's not on the fucking show yeah i mean holy shit and what makes us think that riho who was the first champion in aew the women's champion i may I, i might add is going to take this title from Hater. Do we really think, guys, that Jamie Hater is going to lose this freaking title in the middle of your AEW Dynamite? Even if she I'm did, you know how it would happen? happen? If it so, did, you know how it would happen in AEW? A fucking roll-up. Oh, in a roll-up, absolutely. Freaking <laughs> going to roll up Hater. Not even 100 pounds freaking rolls <laughs> right. up Jamie Hayter. No, you're absolutely right, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, because, again, they, they've, given you, they've given you no other reason why you shouldn't <laughs> think that. Um, but guys, again, this, this entire segment was just, nothing was accomplished. I mean, guys, like, to be honest, and even in the Jay White, uh, segment from earlier on the night, yes, Jay White, we all, oh, we all love Jay White. He's in AEW. Yay. Let's throw a party. What did the segment accomplish? Nothing. Nothing. What did the freaking what did the match between House of Black and Orange Cassidy and Best Friends accomplish? Nothing. What did this women's title match accomplish? Nothing. Yep. Nothing. Nothing. It pisses me off. It's it really does. Her this title reign from Jamie Hader has been so irrelevant. Where again, I feel bad for her because she is a she is a, a decent talent. Is she mm-hmm. a, is she your world? Should she be world championship material? That's a different story. I, I'm I think so. I think she's. I think she is, but it's just the booking has been shitty. But yeah, I think I mean, she's. Could she eventually, yeah. if you book her properly, leading up to? I mean, like, I understand fans are behind her. That's great, I, I, and there's no doubt. I'm not saying that Jamie Hader's not deserving of it. Um, but again, it's just like, is she more box office than than Britt Baker? Is she yeah, more not right box now. office no. than that someone? coming to the coming to the scene like Soraya was? I wouldn't even see Soraya, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. The answer's no. So th- right. that's what I mean in a nutshell, Brian. Not that I don't think that Jamie Hayter's talented enough that she could be a world champion someday. It, it's just that it leaning up to it, 
how she got the title and this title reign in general makes no sense. Yeah. Um, and it and it does nothing but harm your division because nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. Up next to end our number one, we have the JAS, which is uh just Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, um, Angelo <laughs> Parker, Jake Hager, and the acclaimed as they all hit the stage. Daddy Magic just says, right, tells Long Island what you know, ask him, you know, you know, do you know, do you know what makes my nipples hard? <laughs> Doing that whole freaking shtick. So asking asking yeah. the LA crowd, you know, he mentions like, oh, it's like the JAS, you know, forming with the acclaimed and the acclaimed music hits. They do their whole rap spiel. Um, you know, I thought I really thought uh, I really was expecting the acclaim to drop a line about WWE or Vince or something, but no, we didn't get that. Yeah. I was actually, very surprised. I, I I thought I was I, I was expecting to hear Vince, Endeavor, UFC, something that involved those words in that uh, rap, but I was shocked. Uh, yo, Matt, Max, man, I'm disappointed, bro. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, I I thought there I, bro, was I thought, a there was a reference later in the night from somebody though that. I don't know if you called it, but I'll get was into it. it Daniel, at the end. Was it was a Daniel? Yeah, 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 uh-huh. yeah. We're gonna get to that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and I have it written down too. But yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that in the second hour. But yeah, Max Caster, bro, we got to do better, man. You got to. <laughs> I love your raps, bro. But man, you got to do better than that, bro. Come on, man. Got to strike while the iron's hot, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, one of the lines was funny. She's like, uh, he, uh, Max says, uh, Jericho is full of more shit than George Santos. <laughs> I thought that shit was pretty freaking funny. Right. Um, so, yeah, so they, they, the, the acclaim just do their shtick. Um, Angelo Parker kind of interrupts it and they kind of talk about having a tag match on Rampage. So, yeah. Are, are you more confused than I am, Brian? Because, again, I don't know what this segment accomplished. You just have them go out there, do their shtick, and then it's like, oh, hey, Let's have a tag match, all four of us. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Did did something happen on Rampage from the past Friday? I didn't watch it, so maybe because maybe I missed something because it was weird. Missing something, and I'm not following along. But again, but again, I go back to Rampage and how irrelevant the show is. So yeah, how can anybody know? And guys, and here's the thing too: it's like because I know there's going to be people out like, oh, it's your fault for not watching Rampage, guys. I work two fucking jobs. I work <laughs> as a personal trainer and I work as a freaking baseball instructor. Right? I do all this shit. I- I'm training for a third marathon. I-, I I I stay active in the gym. I make sure my gym regimen is sessions are are consistent. Do you really think that I have fucking time to watch indie promotions? And fucking rampage that hardly has three hundred thousand viewers. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, yeah. no, stop. <laughs> Seriously, and same same with you, Brian. Like, you know, you have a obviously you actually have a life outside <laughs> of this podcast. Like, if do you know, do you really think that people like Brian have time to keep up with shit that that happens on rampage? Like, enough. Yeah, no, nope. so, I hate that freaking excuse. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't, the, the segment. I don't know what the fuck it was. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what this was either. Just to have a match. I mean, here's the thing too, though, Brian. I will say, and here's the one positive thing I will say: the JAS, like Daddy Magic, Angelo Parker, and the Acclaim together. That shit could be entertaining. That it could be entertaining on the mic for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. that could be fun yep. if you do it properly. I mean, th- those yeah. two are freaking comedy, freaking gold. Um, <laughs> but in regards to the segment, again, guys. It's 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 everything that I mentioned in a nutshell in this first hour. What is it accomplishing? Right. Really nothing. Um, I mean, is it intriguing to me to see the team maybe continuing to see Daddy Magic and the acclaimed 
together. Okay, maybe. But what <laughs> what what it's leading to, like we're we're just as baffled as as I'm sure everybody else is. So, uh, right, Brian, your your thoughts before we get into the second hour. Your thoughts on on this whole shtick here between the acclaimed and uh, Daddy Magic and Angela Parker and the J. Yeah, not much other than I just didn't. Again, maybe something happened on Rampage that I missed. But when when uh, JS came out there and they, you know, they kind of. He he said immediately, like, oh yeah, you know, Claim's gonna be joining us. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why? Um, and then you know, yeah. Max comes out there and cuts the promo saying that no, we're not joining you, but then ultimately they're still having a so now look, <laughs> we have a tag division, right? Now we have trios tags. Now you're putting two tag teams together to join up to to face. Did I? I heard that right because they're joining. It's going to be them four against four other people, correct? Yes. Like why? In an eight man, probably in an eight, in an man, eight tag. man tag. Yes. Why? Yes. Like, why? <laughs> just again, typical AEW. Let's throw everybody on our freaking roster and throw them in one segment. Yeah, because why um, not? <laughs> God Almighty! And by so the again, way, I do am, I, think... I am double checking like stuff on on YouTube here. In regards to Rampage, uh, nothing was mentioned about JAS and the Acclaim. So, no, but yeah, I don't know. At what least the, from this like, past where the week, fuck did that come when from? I can look at here, there was just stuff about about Juice Robinson and and and, and Action Andretti, Taya Valkyrie, and that whole shtick with Jade Cargill. Yeah. Um, you know, House of Black and um, and and the uh, the best friends and and uh, Orange Cassidy. Yeah, n- nothing, nothing mentioning, uh, n- nothing mentioning the Acclaim. And JS. And here's the thing, too, guys, before I do send this into the second hour, like the acclaimed guys not too long ago in a in a in a in a in, in a story long, long time ago. Right. The, the acclaimed were your tag champions. Right. And, and they were probably the hottest thing in the not not just in your tag division and tag team wrestling, but in your damn company. Absolutely. And, tagged, and, and I'm and I'm going to talk more about this when we get to the main event in regards to FTR and the tag titles like. Why, like, what makes you make that decision to kill all of that momentum, and 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 now they're just messing around with the the JAS, like they were on top of the wrestling world, and here they are in a in just a weird, mind boggling segment that all it just all it did was just to promote a ram, uh, maybe a rampage match. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get, I don't understand. Somebody, somebody enlighten me here. Like, can can yeah. somebody? tell a goddamn story that doesn't involve mjf and, and yeah, like, right. seriously for fuck's sake yeah oh you know, i had mentioned it a, a couple weeks ago about um you know uh angelo parker and daddy magic kind of like they're a tag team but they've been fucking absent from the tag team division and like you mentioned like you know if you if this is leading to a feud between the acclaimed and them i mean promos i would have to imagine like that could be some gold there man um so again, if it's done right, like okay, these four guys feuding against each other and just the the promo and the entertainment they could provide, that's that's a good thing. But mm-hmm. again, I don't I don't trust it. <laughs> no. And then like I and even guys, I'm even looking at at previous weeks of Rampage. Not nothing has been mentioned about the acclaimed and JAS. Unless they were in maybe like a 30 second, like maybe backstage promo or something that uh. maybe they're just not advertising here. But, but again, that, that's just no different from them not being on the show anyway. So, right. so like they, so nobody can even make that excuse anyway. So yeah, just nothing makes sense, and it's just, just filler. 
It's just nothing but filler and just throwing it baloney at the wall and just seeing if it freaking sticks. Yep. We go into our number two with MJF, your uh, AEW world champion and MJF day as MJF was, uh, was given the key to, or the town, the supervisor of or of orchestra or Oyster Bay uh, was given the key to Oyster Bay and was also given the key to Long Island, to the city of Long Island. Uh, but before that, MJF did a little sing-along with Pennies Pennies from Heaven. You guys know Lewis yeah. Do you all know the song? It's like, every time it rains, it rains. Pennies from <laughs> Heaven, she'll be doing. <laughs> I right. really love that song. MJF freaking singing along. Uh, I, the crowd was kind of, uh, even though Long Island loves MJF as, as well as we all love MJF, there, there was a moment in the crowd where they were just silent. They were like, Okay, what what's happening here? <laughs> I did not I, expect I had, him to I, I sing the whole that. song, but yeah, he was yeah, fucking like, good. Yeah, Dude sing. Freaking song, you know. It's like yeah. you'll find your fortune falling all over town. <laughs> Again, a great song. I mean, I will acknowledge that freaking aspect. So MJF does that uh that whole sing along. Um, and then the town supervisor, um, uh, you know, Joseph Silnaldo. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. The the, the crowd starts chanting, lower our taxes. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if he has any control over that, but I mean, yeah, still, no. it's kind of funny as <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so they, they receive uh, he, MJF receives the key, the big key to Long, to, to Long Island um, is then the, you know, in the boot and. <laughs> Freaking Long Island just boos freaking uh, the town supervisor out of the freaking building. Thought that shit was kind of funny too. Um, yeah, so an MJF he goes along, you know, being freaking MJF, cutting an MJF promo, telling a story about having, you know, as a kid, you know, he's like, hey, he's like, listen, he's like, if you work hard, you know, giving like a hoorah speech because he's playing the baby face because he's from Long Island. So I, you know, I, I, right. I, I, can, I can make sense of that. And, you know, he's like about having an attention disorder and having a teacher named Mrs. Benedict and how. T- telling him how being a professional wrestler was just next to none, you know, and it's like, and then pretty much, you know, in a nutshell saying like, Oh, well look at me now, Miss, Miss Benedict or whatever MJF said um, is yes. Yeah, so MJF can, <clears throat> excuse me. MJF continues to say some words um, walking back up the rampway. And he asked the, uh, the fans for an encore when one of the performers just rings the ears of MJF, just slamming uh, symbols in his ears from behind him and MJF just like he freaking just just freaking unloads on the dude and it turns out to be jungle boy as MJF turns his back uh the uh, the man uh, reveal uh lets go of his mask and the hood or his uh attire and reveals to be jungle boy as they now brawl up on the rampway security um and officials are trying to separate the two off uh from the stage um and Sammy Guevara music hits as he's now kind of in between the two as security's kind of holding everybody back or both of the men back, I should say as uh, Sammy Guevara is gloating with the title, holding it up high on the stage. MJF is throwing a fit because like, that's my title, man. <laughs> right. um, and that's pretty as Yeah. It's a Sammy Guevara. Um, and, and we'll get into this just in a bit as he goes into his match uh, following along the second hour. So Brian, I will send this off to you. Your thoughts on MJF day in this segment. Uh, let me first say, like, MJF is a professional fucking wrestler. Like, <laughs> uh, there's so many things in this segment. Now, I'll say I, I thought it did run a little long. Um, but so, I'll start with the entrance, man. Him coming out and singing the song. First of all, 
Dude, I mean, Duke could fucking sing. Like, he fucking nailed that shit. That was <laughs> he really did, impressive. bro. <laughs> um, yeah. I was like, shocked. He actually was doing uh, a very good job. It sucks absolutely. That the crowd, it sucks that the crowd was just like, was at a moment where they were just like, uh, what is going on here? They were like, Ted sucks. <laughs> I kind of was, at first, too, I was too. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he nailed the song. And then, you know, I got it. I, I get it, too. He's from Long Island. And, he, you know, he every time they go to Long Island, it's kind of like the Brett thing in Canada. Like, He's yeah. the face in Long Island, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, uh, the magical again, place on earth, Brian. Remember that right. magical place on earth that is Long Island, New York. <laughs> and this is why I especially say that he is a professional wrestler because he listens to the crowd and understands the moment in the moment. Um, so there was a, you know, obviously this whole thing is set up to be a celebration, a hoorah, feel good moment, right? Um. The, whoever the fucking guy was, the the town mayor, the town, whatever, I, I don't know. He, you know, he gets up up there and immediately you, you the, the crowd starts like starting the booze and turning on him. MJF notices this and you know, kind of cuts in, he's like, No, 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 don't ruin this for me. Like because he's he's playing to the crowd, trying to get the crowd, like, hold on, this isn't how this is supposed to go. You yeah. you know. So uh, again, I just give him kudos for that because Again, it, it was just a in the moment thing that he gets it, man. He gets yeah, it. Yeah, that he gets it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I thought that was good. Uh, such yeah, a but, young age too. This dude just turned absolutely six or tw- uh, yeah. 27, 27. He just turned like dude, this dude is still. He just he's as of right now. Like you would say, like he's he's just about to reach his, the prime of his career. Yeah, yeah. And this is how freaking good he is, bro. Imagine right. when he's in his freaking thirties, bro. I mean. Seriously, yep. it's it's gonna be absolutely crazy. insane. Absolutely insane. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just gotta give a shout out to to him and just in and there was another instance um to let me see. Oh, uh so I don't know if you caught this, but like so once the guy leaves and now MJF's on the mic, there was like you could hear somebody else talking. Like I don't know if that was like from the audience, like a fan that it was picking up. But again, like it, it's it's kind of yeah. like it's interfering with that. yeah yeah MJF and he's again it happened so with, fast what, too. I was like, wait, is that like another person talking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it kind of went on for like you know a minute or two. Um, mm-hmm. But again, like MJF doesn't lose his spot. You know, he's just like he gets back into the heel character. He's like, you know, raise raise the fucking mic here. You know, I can't hear myself. You know, whatever. <laughs> um so again yeah, he's like, just, he's, just, like it, he's like lunging into this microphone he's like he's like why yeah. am i lunging into this mic like a schmuck like can someone raise the <laughs> can someone yeah. raise the volume in this microphone <laughs> now he stands up tall much better and then the crowd actually gets a applause it was funny it was right funny. Uh, so i guess I, I mean that's it was just the way he was able to there was a couple instances there where it could have just went off the rails, but he was yeah. able to like control the crowd and to keep the segment fucking excellent. The yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, going back, you know, the jungle boys out there, he's now, you know, disguising himself as the band. Uh, they brought and and then Guevara comes out. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that part was okay. Uh, you know, I guess, um, you know, we're, we're still continuing that four pillar story and it leads right into a match here with Sammy, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, um, yeah, entertaining segment. Uh, it, did it run a little too long? Yeah, maybe. Um, but overall, highlighting MJF is he is that fucking good, guys. Like, really, he, he just is, man. He's entertaining his shit. 
he he is able to to do it better than most to, like to to live in that moment to to feed off the crowd and the energy and and see where to to drive the crowd it's it's, and, and, and it's fucking and great it's funny, man it's funny too cuz uh before i get into this match you know i was watching this match last night and my uh, my stepfather shout out to my stepfather by the way lester deming he's a follower on this platform of course right on. And, we, and he ended up catching that mjf segment and he and he just went on about how he can't stand mjf he just does not like that <laughs> right. but, but i asked him i said hey He's doing his job right though, isn't he? And he's like, yeah, you're right. He is because again, guys, he's he's the heel. He yeah. he, he wants you to not like him. He wants you Absolutely. to despise him. That's his freaking job. That's yep. what that also, and that's what makes MJF so freaking good because people like Les, like fans like Lester Deming, they can't stand this dude. They just want to see this dude get his ass whooped. Well, that means he's doing his job, guys. And that's you know, how freaking good MJF is. Just uh, just a real quick sidebar, like back in the day, you know who Howard Stern is, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, this this is it's as old as time, right? As long as you're listening or watching, it doesn't matter if you fucking love me or hate me. the The point mm-hmm. is that you're fucking watching. Exactly. Um, and, and they had they they had a, a a Howard Stern thing where like, especially back in the day, right? Either people loved him or people thought he was the fucking Antichrist. Yeah. Um, so they, they did a poll and they were like, well, what's the number for fans? What's the number one reason you, you love listening to him? And they're like, well, cause I want to hear what he says next. Mm-hmm. And they asked the same thing to the people that hate him. Uh, why do you, then why are you listening? Cause I want to see what he says next. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing with that. So yes, he is doing his job better than almost anybody in wrestling right now it's the same with bray wyatt bray wyatt has been like that his entire freaking career people want to want to say oh supernatural sucks it's boring it's hokey bunch of bullshit and all this other stuff but guess what guys are you watching you may not like bray wyatt (laughs) you're still watching you're still going to tune in because everything that he does is that intriguing it's that investing and again of course like you said same thing that mentions mjf you know all these all these fans that want to trash these people, Brian, because they don't they don't wrestle. I want to see wrestling. I want to see great action. I want to see bangers. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, oh, man. Oh my god. Anyway, moving on into the second hour, I can ram- I can keep rambling about that, but you guys know how I feel about all that that whole shtick. But Sammy Guevara, he's in a match with Commander. Uh, Commander, yes, it's the guy that was in that <laughs> that whole that ladder match to win that Sonic the Hedgehog ring from, from a couple of <laughs> right. Ago. Um, so he was in that ladder match. So, and this is his second match, I believe, in AEW Dynamite Television or AEW as a whole. Uh, match time was eight minutes. Darby Allen, you know, you know, telling of course the four pillar story. He's watching from the rafters or whatever, um, mm. in in the in the USB arena. Sammy Guevara wins this match via the GTH. Then Sammy Guevara grabs a microphone and his Long Island is telling him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> as you know, and as you know, MJ or excuse me, Sammy Guevara, he kind of just goes along talking, you know, kind of reiterating what the promo a couple weeks ago and during the bar mitzvah saying, like, you know, your side, you know, you know, being one of the four pillars, you know, your side wasn't built by you. It was by the people that you've tricked to get here. You know, you yeah. lied, you cheated, you steal. Every single way you get to the top, every any way you can cheat and steal to get to the top, you did it. You know, you you sold your soul to be the pillar here. You know, he continues to go on, mainly talking about MJF, and he's like, he's like, listen, and he, to me, bro, I don't know if you got the same vibe, Brian, but it was like a half baby face 
Oh, I'm going to get into it. Yeah. Yep. Because right out of the blue, he goes on to like, he's like, listen, you know, I work my, I work my ass off. You know, he's like, I bust my ass for this place. And he's like, I'll be, and I'll be damned if I let some rich bitch from shitty Long Island of all places. It goes back to that freaking heel. Um, you know, you know, take that, take that moment from me. And he goes on talking about that. He's going to take in a nutshell, he's going to take that AEW world championship, whether it's, you know, he's like screw jungle boy, screw Darby Allen and screw MJF. Um, so yeah, it was just something, something just did not hit. And it's, and it's like, I just mentioned, it was like, there was times where Guevara was, uh, a baby face. And he was like, he was just telling the fans like, like in in the baby face type of persona, he's like, absolutely, you yeah. can boo me, you can cheer me, I don't care. You know, I love this place, I love AEW. And then in the snap of a finger, he just he just shits on this the, the the crowd of Long Island. I'm like, so what what are you? You know, you say you, you ask who MJF is. Who, who, in the moment right now, who are you? Because <laughs> because right now you're playing you're playing both the the face and the heel here. It just it's just very very weird. Um, I, I don't know, maybe, and again, maybe he had to, he had to remind himself that, you know, he's, he's in Long Island, so he has to kind of play. And I, I guess that's the reason why he made that line about, you know, I'm in shitty, shitty Long Island at, at of all places. And that's when the crowd right. starts booing him. And now he's getting a little bit of heel heat there. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I, the words and the delivery was fine. It, it was just that it was, it, to me, it just did not hit. As yeah. well as uh, as well as I'm sure he thought it would, or AEW and Tony Khan thought it would. It was just again, it was a half baby face, half type of heel type of persona type of uh, promo. It was just, it was just weird. Um, and, and and I'll send this off to you, Brian, before I make this last statement. In regards to this four pillars thing, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I, I really don't. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's clear as day mm. we're gonna get a fatal four way match. I think it's clear as day now. I mean, they keep playing, you know, Darby Allen and everybody watching backstage and the, the segments with Jungle Boy. I, I mean, I, I just don't I, I'm not I'll, I'll be honest with you, Brian. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. I, I understand this, the, the I four pillar story behind it. I understand that aspect. I just don't like multiple people in a world title match. It just screams a bunch of circus mess to me. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to just do Jungle Boy. And 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 uh and MJF in a one on one feud, you know, you want to then then fine because I think that because as of late that whole promo that that back and forth promo that they cut, I want to say was, was good. It was last week. Was damn yeah. good. Just tell yep. the story between them. Why does Darby Allen and, and Sammy Guevara need to be added into this into this mix at this point? I mean, you did the whole spiel with the bar mitzvah, and then for the most part, it's it's mainly been between Jungle Boy and MJF. Why even add? Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen into this mix. It just feels like they're just they're just added in there just to be added in. I understand there's a, a motive behind it because the four pillars, like I mentioned, but right to me, it's just not. I, I don't know. It's, it just it's just very underwhelming and it's just not hitting. Um, yeah. and, I, I'm, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not I'm not that excited about the match, guys. I, I mean, I, I I hate to. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm I'm, I'm just telling the truth as it is. Um. I mean, MJF is going to win the title as he should. So why risk of everybody just being out there anyway? You, mm-hmm. you might as well just do a one-on-one match, make it meaningful, make it interesting because it's just one-on-one. That way the loser, if you book it correctly, doesn't really lose anything from it. You know, yeah. they stay face, you know. Uh, Brian, before we get further into the second hour, your thoughts on this match with Sammy Guevara 
and command. Uh, so yeah, I'll start with the match. Um, if you noticed, and really throughout a lot of this night, other than the MJF part, the crowd kind of was dead, and it was really noticeable as Sammy makes his yeah. entrance and, and gets in the ring. Um, just yeah, no reaction at all for no Sammy. Reaction at all. Um uh there were you know a couple couple impressive spots here, you know, in the match. Uh Sammy hit a beautiful moonsault. I mean, gosh, that's you know, mm-hmm. it rivals EOs, man. It was really good. Um I will say this though, again, about the flippy divey people. So Man, uh, I, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago with that ladder match, right? Where this guy, Commando, I'd never seen this move done before, where he runs across the ropes, you know, to the turnbuckle, does a flip off. Oh, my God. I think he did Fucking that like look- three freaking times. No, I, five times. Five, 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 five times. times. Wow. One, five, five times. times no, no, one no, match. no pun intended to Booker T. Five times. Five times. <laughs> in one fucking match. And you know oh what? I don't give a fuck if I never see that the move again. the cake. Like, I mean, we've seen a bunch of gymnasts in this, in this, in this, uh, this company, but commander, whoever this dude's name, like this dude takes the cake, bro. It's like, okay, I get it, dude. You can uh, walk yeah. on the freaking top rope. Like more. Okay. That's great. Like it's impressive. But after the fourth, third or fourth time, I'm like, okay, dude, like enough. Can you freaking sell? Right. Can, can you tell the story? Can you freaking do so? I get it. We get that. You can do a flip. You did it in your mother's backyard for, for God knows how long on a trampoline. <laughs> Freaking t- do compete in an actual wrestling match. Yeah. Enough of this gymnastic bull crap. It's just my God. But yeah, f- guys, five. Th- thank you for correcting me, Brian. Five times. Yeah. Man. And it just, it was so fucking ridiculous. Freaking top of the, the, the top of the, uh, the rope. Like he's freaking Spider-Man. Like he's a freaking, like an actual, like freaking superhero. Like, Oh my God. Man, right. Is, so is it, is it like, I think it's like that. I think AEW does it. So I mean, just more than anybody, like, are are there there are times where you know to use that move will be a great spot or a great thing? Yeah, absolutely. The same with like the fucking chops and whatever. But you to do it five times in one goddamn match, like again, I don't care if I never see it again now. Like it, it just it's not special. It's just a fucking it's just a fucking move. Like I there's yeah no so, a, no you're right no, you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, it's just it's a move that was done very well and. That's, that's, yeah. that's it, you know, and, and everything else, nothing was accomplished. Yeah. At least, at least in, in in regards to Commander. Um, and so, yeah, nothing, going yeah. into this promo from Sammy, see, I, so I can't put this on Sammy. I think this was a bonehead fucking move from Tony from the jump. Um, Again, because I, I agree with you. He was supposed to, and he was cutting a babyface promo, 100%. You're doing it in fucking Long Island after you just had MJF come out there and do his whole spiel yeah. for 15 minutes. What the fuck do you think the crowd's going to do? Like, yeah, because I, I, I had the exact same thought of like, you know, this is supposed to be a baby face promo. Sammy cutting a face promo. You can't fucking do it here in Long Island, especially no. after you just talking, had MJF out MJF. there. Fuck, <laughs> man. Oh my so, god. Oh yeah, man. so that back and forth where it was kind of like half half face, half half heel. That's on fucking Tony Khan, man, cuz yes, yeah. the crowd's going to turn on him. And yeah. you, you know, holy shit, man. It just makes like, him look like a schmuck, like a freaking like an Absolutely. Idiot. It just, yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, yeah, oh, it's just, I, I don't yeah, know. right. I, I don't know what to say to that. It was just that from, from jump street, when he started cutting that promo, I was like, Oh no, like why the fuck are you having him 
do it here tonight in this in this city yeah after a segment with mjf yeah what the fuck jesus christ man just and that's Tony Khan, you know. That's yeah. Just, that's the thing that, about Tony Khan. All he needs, all he, all he, all he knows how to do is book great matches. He's sold on this card. <laughs> Freaking uh, tag team title match, women's world title match, trios titles match. Yep. And, and when it comes to telling the story, this dude, it's like he FTW like title match. It's like he's a robot, <laughs> and like smoke comes out of his head, and he's malfunctioning. That's Tony Khan. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I'm glad we're on the same page with that because yeah, that I'm, I'm yeah, glad you brought was... that because again, nobody's bringing it up. They're just talking right. about oh, Sammy Guevara cut a great promo. Okay, the delivery was fine, but dude, guys, he turned, he was baby face and turned heel in the promo. What <laughs> sense does that make? That just that right. makes it look so weird and so awkward. Hundred percent. Oh yep. my god, man. Moving on because we can ramble about that for another two plus fucking hours. Yeah, that, it was just horrible timing. Horrible. It just what the fuck? Why Absolutely. would you have him do that? Absolutely. <laughs> Up next, we have Hook versus Ethan Page. Um, I believe this title was for. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. This 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 title this match was for the F, FTW. FTW. Title, yeah. Yep. This title is still <laughs> a thing. Wow. Uh, and and the guys, the match time was two minutes. Two two. Minutes really? This entire, segment, shit, this, man. this entire segment overall was three minutes, but the match itself from Bell, okay. Bell was, two, was two minutes. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy, one half of Private Party, are at ringside. Page goes for a twist of fate, I guess, to pay homage to him. I say, hey, watch this, man. And he goes for a twist of fate. Um, uh, Hook counters it, and he hits his own twist of fate. Um, Cassidy is distracting the referee. Hardy's looking to give Ethan Page the FTW title belt to use it to, to you know to hit Hook over the head with it and win the match. However, Hardy, you know, he's holding on to the title. He's like, oh, here, you know, he grabs the title, but Hardy's not letting go. And then Hardy just, you know, in a nutshell, just hits freaking Ethan Page over the head with it, pretty much turning his back on Ethan Page as Hook puts in the red rum submission for. The W, as Cass, yep, Matt Hardy and Cassidy just, you know, they officially turn their back on Ethan Page. Um, and that's that's the segment within three minutes. <laughs> Guys, here's the so here, here's the thing before I go any further with this, right? I would be on board with this type of stuff, like a cool little turn, right? To tell a story, right? You have Matt Hardy. It's it's already weird that Matt Hardy is in this this right. situation with the firm. It's just so out of place. But if you yep. want to do a cool turn, okay, fine. Guys. The segment was three minutes from the match to the turn was in three minutes. Can you let a segment breathe? I mean, in the, in the snap of a finger, it was done. Yeah. Nobody's going to remember this crap. Come on. I I mean, how, if you're going to do a turn, can you make it somewhat memorable, somewhat special three minutes, Brian? Yep. That's all they got. Imagine, imagine that. It's like Tony Khan is saying, "Oh, you guys have uh, three minutes in this segment. Good luck. Good luck. You have three minutes to, to yeah. sell the crowd. Good luck." Are you Are you kidding me? Yeah. Three minutes. The, the match bell to bell was two minutes. So like Ethan Page already just he already looks like a schmuck because he's losing in two freaking minutes. And I freaking like Ethan Page a lot. I think his promos are freaking solid. I think he he generates good heel heat at times. I mentioned that in previous podcasts, of course, in, in regards to AEW. Like this dude is solid. He can do he, again another talent that you have on your roster. 
that can do wonders for your company. But no, just have him get beat. And I, oh, but James, he turned on, he, Matt Hardy turned on him. It He didn't lose, he didn't lose the match clean though, James. Guys, it was a two minute match. I don't give a fuck. If yeah. He, if it was, if he, if he, uh, if his, if his mother came down the ring and hit him over the head, or his dad came out with a freaking leather belt and freaking smacked him over the back with it, I don't give a, sh- I don't care, I don't care if, if he, if a, if a freaking meter or a freaking, freaking rocket or a freaking plane came crashing down onto him and lost him, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, he lost in two minutes. How can people defend this? And and what did it accomplish? I, I just because it would accomplish more if the segment w- was just just breathe, just let it breathe. Yeah. You know, we we got to immediately cut to commercial because Tony Khan's got to make his his grand announcement, right? We got to save five to ch- ten minutes, or well, not ten minutes, but five, three to five minutes for that. But but for your actual, but to but for an actual segment on your show, it's it's only two minutes. Yeah, it's like yeah, guys. So you're only going to get two minutes because I have to make a big announcement. But good luck. Mm-hmm. Give me a break, man. Just a bunch <laughs> of crap. Brian, your thoughts if you have any on this on this match. Uh, the highlight of this whole thing was that at one point they were outside of the ring. And uh, I guess somebody from the audience yelled something at Ethan Page. He turned around and said, I'm winning, asshole. <laughs> that was the best part <laughs> yeah. of the match. Again, yeah. dude, that's, dude, Ethan Page is good, bro. Like Little segments like that. Thank you, Brian, for mentioning that because that guy's <laughs> – is a small little minor detail in a performer that is yeah. not so freaking minor connecting with the crowd, even as a heel connect with the crowd, talk crap to the crowd, generate heel heat. Ethan page does that very, very well. May I add, yeah. but, yeah. but here he is getting, getting the short end of the stick and losing in two minutes, looking like a schmuck. How can anybody take Ethan page seriously? I don't care if a meteor comes and strikes down on him and loses the match. I don't care what interference it was. He lost in two fucking minutes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah, Brian continue. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, in all honesty, like I I'm really not that invested in hook and his whole shtick thing. Like that's, that's really, Oh, that's that's really getting starting to get stale, uh, you know. So I guess I don't know, maybe trying to t- turn th- change things up a little bit. I, I guess he's and with and that's Matt fine. Hardy and and what's he Isaiah? I guess Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and I, that's and that's fine, but make the moment just worth a damn. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously, it's like it's like they did they put this together like they didn't give a shit. It, it's yeah, just, it's so, so it was so just a uh, yeah. I don't not much to say about that. Yeah. Just so weird, so freaking odd, man. But that's AEW, guys, in a nutshell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just another waste of just another segment that's just a waste of our freaking time. Up next is Tony Khan's big announcement. So, because of that, you know, we had the same room, we had to save time for the big announcement as Tony Khan announces that AEW all in. Um, I believe they did a they mentioned Cody Rhodes's name, which I thought I guess was surprising. I mean, I guess they still have a good relationship over there, so I guess no yeah. harm, no foul, maybe. But um, so they mentioned about you know the first pay per view being at uh in Chicago all in you know a, a couple years ago, and they says now it's Tony Khan announces that AEW all in will be live in London, England on August twenty seventh in Wembley Stadium, big big Wem- Wembley Stadium in the in London, England, as Adam Cole was. That's ballsy. There. I'll give him that. <laughs> and, and, 
And, and as Adam Cole was also there to, to make the announcement, Adam Cole has been making more announcement than he has been actually in important segments. <laughs> he's been in, he's been making more announcements than he has been been actually performing and entertaining segments and matches <laughs> since he's been back. Yeah, um, it, that, that, that just tells you everything you need to know about Adam Cole. Here's what I'll say, and, and I'll start this off and I'll get to you, Brian. Um, <laughs> I um look when I, I, it's interesting to, to to see how many tickets they actually sell, bro. Um, that's exactly that's, my, yeah, my I mean, thought. That's, that's a big that's a big that's like ninety hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a big venue to fill, man. I mean, like, I mean, because hey, no not only is Ain't that no going to do harm to to AEW with the amount of tickets, but it's also going to do harm to Wembley, the stadium as a whole and, and the venue as a whole. So I don't know because I mean I don't know man that that's going to be very interesting to see how they sell tickets and how they pull that shit off. Absolutely, like um, I don't know how big this is, how big AEW you know, I, I don't is know in how Europe. Big the but... announcement even is because there, there's already been rumors about. I guess the big announcement was just the fact that it's going to be in Wembley Stadium. We, yeah. We've already heard rumors about them going to London, England. We've heard that in the past. They've actually made announcements about going to to England. I think that this that this was the final touches about. Oh, it's going to be in in Wembley stadium. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I wish them luck, Brian, because I, I, to sell that many amount of tickets, especially where AW is at. Yeah. I mean, they can't, they can hardly draw a freaking a million in, in, in their television ratings. What makes me think that they're going to sell, sell out a, an entire stadium in, 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 in London, England. I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's very odd to me, but uh, Brian, your thoughts on this announcement. Uh, well, first, let me give a, a quick shout out to uh, Nigel McGuinness. Um, I don't know if you, Nigel, you've ever yeah, heard of him. Yeah, from NXT. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, this, you know, obviously he's, uh, I don't know a whole, whole lot about him, but I have, you know, I saw a special on him and and from what, you know, his peers and his wrestlers wrestlers say that this this guy would have been one of the guys uh to been to have been a star um and i i think maybe it was injury that 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 cut his career short so uh you know quick shout out uh to Nigel McGuinness there um yeah what is what is adam cole in the announcement thing like why <laughs> i don't know it's just it's weird right why you, adam you cole well, comes out there for well, you might you might as well use adam cole as as a backstage <laughs> announcer at this point because he's doing more of that than being a part of it of a few that he's supposed to be with jericho it's just like just make the announcement bro leave adam cole out of it give something relevant to yeah. freaking adam cole like stop with this with this crap i mean uh, it's just it's so odd man but yeah and then I, and I, I, so I can, to the I can go in in completely different direction as well as, as with Adam Cole too in in regards to that, but yeah, continue. Uh, to the announcement itself, yeah. Um, like I said, that's that's ballsy, man. Uh, Wembley is an iconic, uh, huge, gigantic stadium. Like I said, it's it's got to be ninety, a hundred thousand people max there. Something around um, there, yeah. And. Again, with with AEW's viewership and what was it at their last pay per view? I mean, they were struggling to send, sell ten thousand, right? Mm-hmm. So to to book a stadium that fucking big when you're struggling to sell ten thousand tickets, holy fuck, man! I like, yeah, I don't know if if I don't know if it's it's know. much bigger in Europe than it is here right now. Maybe, um, but damn, Remind, man. remind you, Brian, that there's a big war. There's a war going on between W. Don't forget that. <laughs> right. And and that's 
again, that's that's kind of what it makes it. It just seems like because you saw the spectacle of WrestleMania, right? And a huge, you know, what was there, 70, 80,000 people there, whatever. Like, are you just trying to, <clears throat> oh shit, they got 70,000 people there. Well, now we got a book of fucking huge arena, like, good luck selling, you know, even, granted, they're not reaching 100, they're not selling Wembley out. No, absolutely. But, no. like, are, are you, I don't know, man. I, I can't even imagine that place being half full. And and the visual aspect, of course, they'll do camera angles to yeah, they're they're, they're going to make it look to like not show it a decent amount of crowd people there, right? Know? But just to have the, I don't know, man, that's fucking weird. Uh, very weird, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it, man. But okay, moving we'll on. See, we'll see the... Wembley Stadium with seventeen thousand people. Right. Holy shit! Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Moving on with the BCC, the Blackpool Combat Club. They just beat a bunch of local jobbers for about 60 <laughs> seconds or 90 seconds. Right. Uh, Brian Danielson, of course, is alongside them. He gets on the microphone. He states how much he loves pro wrestling, how much he loves Mox, Claudio, and Yuta. Even though Yuta's a little shithead, he still freaking loves him. Um, freaking Hangman at his house. So he's rambling on, talking about, you know, he's like, we just wrestled a bunch of amateurs. He really emphasized the word amateurs um, in, mm-hmm. in this promo. Um, dude, I had to, before I go any further, man, freaking Brian Danielson as a heel, man, like this, you can tell this dude really gets into it when he's a freaking heel. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yep. I actually enjoy it a lot, man. Like this dude, it really gets into it. Uh, I mean, he get don't, don't get me wrong. Like he's, he's, there's no, he's a great, a tremendous baby face as well, but there's something different about, I could tell the way he's delivering the lines when he's a, a heel versus when he's a baby face, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but Hangman Adam Page, his music hits and immediately just rushes to the ring and just says, you know, screw it. Even though the odds are not in my favor, I'm just going to just rush the ring and just try to beat the shit out of these people. And right. he just gets his freaking ass kicked um, by the BCC. Not sure what Hangman Page was trying to accomplish there. Um, I, I guess <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't even know. But he rushes the ring. Uh, Danielson's talking shit on the microphone while the BCC is just beating the crap out of Page. Um Danielson takes out a screwdriver and he drives it into the face of Hangman Adam Page. I don't know if it was his eye or just his face. I think it was was meant to be his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's no blood or gushing anywhere, but I guess they wanted to still make, um, I I guess because Hangman was covering it up, like he's, you know, holding up the the pain or whatever when he's on the ground. But, um, but yeah, so Brian Danielson goes on. He continues to, to yap his gums. You know, he's like, it's like, we are the only professional wrestlers in this arena or in this, in professional wrestling as a whole hell, from what I've seen this week, we're the best <laughs> professional wrestlers in goddamn America. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, in regards to this week, he's not freaking wrong. Nope. Um, in, in regards to, of course, I mean, referencing WrestleMania uh, this yeah. last week. I mean, if he's talking about night one, I mean, that's a different story, but night, but night two in, in the raw after mania, then uh, absolutely. There, there's, I'm sure there's no lies there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, before I send this off to you, Brian, I, I do like what they're doing with the BCC. The BCC feels special now with Brian Danielson added to the mix. Continue to do the. I love the. I, I love it. Uh, I love them more when they're doing the backstage brawls. Like make it meaningful. Let it draw out. Let it play out. Let it. Let fans soak it in. I like that. Continue. Mm-hmm to do that with this with this group because there's a lot of potential in this group and there's there so far Tony Khan has gone his has gone his way to not fuck them up right now. Let's keep the ball rolling here please. 
because yeah. there's, a, there's a good thing happening with the Blackpool Combat Club right now that can really make this team special. You know, I know there's the, you know, I mentioned Shield 2.0, but still, even with that aspect, uh, this is how you book BCC, just beating the shit out of everybody. And I love it. In regards to the segment itself, it, as a whole and what it's trying to accomplish outside of the BCC and their development, I, I don't know because there was uh, no Omega. Uh, Don Callis, well, Don Callis was legit hurt from the segment last week. So maybe I guess, you know, that he's he's out for this week because of that little injury he had from that segment. And maybe they retell the story next week. But no Omega. Like, Well, I mean, Omega got his ass whooped to last week. So I don't know. It's just like I like what they're doing with the BCC. I think a lot is a lot is accomplishing in that aspect. But in regards to the story, in, including Don Callis, Omega, Page, <clears throat> even the young bucks who have been signed off of television because you know matt jackson actually has a legit injury I, I don't know what that is accomplishing in that aspect just right. i just got to be honest um good for the bcc they continue to look dominant keep making them look dominant in regards to this storyline it's just and, and 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 it's for for in, in a nutshell it's no fault to their own because there's just a lot of they're Omega. I mean, Don Callis, the Bucks, they're all just hit with the injury bug right now, which is right. it's just unfortunate. But still, I think they could have just done could have just done more to maybe keep the steam of the, the story that's being told with Don Callis. You know, he's trying to separate Omega with the rest of the elite, including Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. So I, I don't okay. know. Maybe that's just me nitpicking, but and again, it's and, and, and I understand it's no fault to their own with the injuries and all that, but but yeah, the BCC continues to look dominant and uh tony khan please just don't fuck it up just just keep keep the charade going please for the love of god do not fuck it up i mean there's i mean i don't know how you can fuck it up because their booking is so freaking simplistic so uh yeah. Brian, before we get to the main event your thoughts on the bcc in this entire segment yeah i agree uh with with booking the bcc like that and you know having them just go out there and <laughs> just run through jobbers like yeah i don't know the one guy looked like a like a Walmart version of like was he trying to have a like an Alistair Black look with like the, the black over one eye or something? I don't yeah. know. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so you know, you you build them as just you know the dominant professional wrestling ass kickers that that they are. Um so yeah, I like that. And and like you said, yeah, with the I think the obvious angle here is um Blackpool against some formation of the elite again due to injury and whatever it's uh you know kind of you know all the pieces aren't there just yet um you know with the ending of the segment well you know danielson's promo uh, yeah i i like it when he cuts a heel promo or when he's heel and you know i think he does a very good job at at one point it just got a little weird with this promo where he's like I love Mox and I love Claudio and I love Wheeler. Yeah, that was but nobody loves you. Like, okay, that uh, was that was yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and and that's the thing too, Daniel Bryan. I mean, we uh, or Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Excuse me. Um, you know, referencing his uh, character from WWE. But, right. I mean, we all we all know that he's not the best talker. Uh, yeah, we know that. Uh, but, but outside of that, though, Brian, I, I actually didn't mind Danielson. No, I didn't mind it. it was just, but yeah, no, no doubt yeah. that line was very weird. It was, <laughs> it was like it was emphasized really heavily. I love you, Knox. I love yeah, you. yeah. Uh, right. yeah it, it was very weird for sure. Yeah, at least um, in that aspect. Yeah, 
Yeah, but then so yeah, I mean, having Hangman come out there and obviously, I you know, I don't know. That's it's fine. Again, I, I think they kind of have to. And again, I, I'm 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 a fan of long term storytelling, so to not rush this, you know, is, is fine with me. Um, again, I I do see, you know, I don't know, Omega, Omega comes back next. There's obviously something has to happen with the elite here to 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 join up. So. We'll see. Uh, again, that's a lot due to injury right now. So I don't know. Does this get drawn out? Does it kind of get scrapped because of injury? You know, which kind of seems that it, it's just that that's another thing with AEW. Um, man, like it seems like even when they try to tell stories, somebody inevitably, inevitably gets injured and it, it has to be shelved or changed or whatever. So yeah. we'll see. Um, but I do like what they're doing with Blackpool. Um, so yeah, I'll take it. It was yeah. all right. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I mean, hopefully, you know, Don Callis. And I do like, back yeah, week. I do like Danielson calling out like, or making the little jab the at, the at, jab. at mania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and with that guys we go into our main events uh this was for the aw tag titles this was ftr versus the gun club if ftr loses they are gone from aw for good they are done they are done with aw everything they're gone um unless they win these tag titles so match time was 14 minutes in length the gun club come out to freaking many men by 50 cent um i freaking love that freaking song that i i hey gun club I, I like that freaking entrance, bro. That was actually freaking sick. Um, I mean, freaking 50 Cent. Guys, if you don't know that freaking song by many men, that was honestly, that was 50 Cent, like, at his peak. That's that's when he was called Fitty, right? Yeah, Fitty, not right. 50, like Fitty. Like, that, that, that was, yeah, that, that was peak 50 Cent right there. But, yeah, I don't know if this was just a one-time thing, but, like, because the whole point of, like, uh, the song, right, is just, like, everybody wishes, you know, everybody prays on, you know, my downfall, but I'm yeah. going to continue to succeed or whatever. Um, so to me, like the song itself referenced the, the gun club very well, you know, yeah. so I wouldn't mind that type of visual every single week from the gun club, honestly. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty sick entrance. I mean, I know, I know guys, I know I say this a lot about Austin theory and I say the same thing about the gun club. I know it's kind of easy nowadays just to shit on the gun club because again, I don't know why they're even holding tag titles. That's the only gripe I have with them. Yeah. But other than that, man, I'm fine with the gun club. I think they embrace of just being hated, saying the way that Austin Theory does over in WWE. So I'm I, I don't mind the gun club at all. It's just holding tag titles. And I'm gonna get more into that whole the tag title and changing hands aspect in just a second as well. But uh, but yeah, guys, match time was 14 minutes in length. Um, FTR hits Shatter Machine uh when Colton pulls the ref um underneath the ring ropes. I guess you know they're trying to get disqualified. Uh, before the three count, as, as the, uh, the ref's about to hit the three count for the win, um, Colton uh, drags him underneath the ring ropes. Uh, you would, so they're trying to get the DQ finished. They're really trying to get DQ'd, hold down their titles, so that way FTR is gone, right? Um, so you would, and then the referee is just like, just like, <laughs> this is what I mean, guys, about AEW officials. Um, and so at least at that aspect, I'm like, okay, he just pulls the ref. I mean, we've seen managers do that even in WWE and it's just like it's water underneath the bridge. So at that point I was like, okay, that's weird. They put a hands on their official. So I'm like, okay, well it's nothing's been going too overboard, at least as of right now. But then guys, after exchange of roll-ups, right. And okay, this is where I, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? 
Austin Gunn, guys, low blows, like legit, just low in front of the referee, low blows Dax Harwood, low blows him. At that moment, you ring the bell. It took an eternity for this dude to finally about to ring the bell, right? And it's it's just, it was so weird. Mm-hmm. It was just so freaking weird. And like, it, it's like, oh, it's like, dude, why are you doing that, man? Like, oh, now I got to ring the bell. Here we go. <laughs> Slow build. It's like, dude, just ring the bell. He loaded yeah. him. Just ring the bell. I, I, am I the only one that's calling this out? <laughs> it was just, it was just so weird. Whatever they were trying to accomplish here, very odd. V- very, very odd. Um, So Cash, Cash Wheeler stops the ref uh, from, from ringing the bell. And then it kind of just like, and then all of a sudden, like uh, the guns then attack them from behind or whatever. This mm-hmm. match just just continues. It, it just it just continues, Brian. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm missing here, but again, it just it doesn't get any better, guys. It gets freaking worse. Um, it's like I'm not kidding. Like the end of this match gets just extremely freaking ugly. Um, the guns look to use one of their title belts. The referee is catching. Catch he catches them using one of the title belts. He puts his foot on one of the title belts. He's like, "Hey, you can't use this." So there you go. Finally, golf clap. You're you're doing your freaking job. Finally, referee, whatever your name is. Thank you. You're doing your job properly. So he tosses the the other title belt, and well, and then uh, freaking uh, Colton slides in the other title belt to use, um, and hit to hit uh Austin over the or hit Dak, excuse me, over the head with it. Uh, Dak kicks out. Um, or yeah, he hits him over the head with it. Dak kicks out at two and three tenths. Uh, match continues. At this point, all four men are just in the freaking ring at, at once. This just becomes a tornado tag. The referee is just standing there, just not doing a goddamn thing. Um, and guys, I, 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 I shit you not. The FTR, they roll up. Both Cash and Dax Hardwood roll up the gun club. Both of them in the middle of the ring. Referee counts one, two, three. And we have new AEW tag champions as the FTR they win the titles they're on top of the AEW tag division and they remain in AEW and that's how dynamite goes off the air okay uh, um i have a few things i want to say before we end the show but Brian i'll have you start your thoughts on this main event uh overall i mean the right call FTR winning the match and it is cha- our I, I, champions absolutely. again for sure yep. um you know, I thought the match was okay. Uh, again, I, I mean, you know, I haven't said much about, you, you know, the gun club in the ring. Um, and I, I this is more of a testament to FTR, I, I think, honestly. I mean, they've made them look pretty damn good. You know, I they looked all right in there. Um, They're solid I, overall as, as performers. I mean, like I said, it's, yeah. people just want to... You know, take a take a shit on the Gun Club just just to do it because it's as everybody does it. But dude, th- these dudes are they're not bad. They're not yeah. bad at all. So, so yeah, no more props to them. And I, I don't mind so much the whole the DQ thing, um, just because. So it, obviously, if that had happened, if the ref DQs, well, FTR still wins the match, or they're still in F in AEW. They just don't have the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it was just, especially that second one where he low blows Dax. Like, I don't know if it was, was it meant to, cause yeah, like the selling of it, like, you know, where the ref is like, did you just do that? Uh, why did you do that? It's like, like what, I, I like, think yeah, maybe Dash yes. was supposed to be there immediately and maybe wasn't, or if they intended it to be that selling, it was ridiculous. 
if Cash was there immediately as you know, the rest like, oh, I caught you and ringing the bell, it would have made a little bit more sense. I, I get it. Um, but the roll up finish, like, it's FTR, man. Like, like I'm sorry, it, it just should have, in my opinion, at least with the end, like, you can make it a long match, a 10 minute, a 15 minute match, whatever. But at the end, like, FTR should have, you know, it just it kind of dominated for the win, not a fucking roll up win. You know, hit, hit the, the shatter, shatter machine. machine just, it just, it just, right. with it. Like, an, yeah. Like that roll up finish is so freaking stupid. And yeah. <laughs> right. And better um, yet, both of them are in the ring. Not, not just one, <laughs> two roll ups at the same freaking time. Yeah. So, other than those little two, you know, two things about it, overall, I liked it. I'm, I'm glad FTR is the champion or are the champions. Um, if you did see, like, towards the end, so Mark Briscoe comes out there, which is fucking great, but yeah. they did the fucking streamer thing, or streamer thing again. Like, what the fuck is that? Not enough streamers that Adam Cole got freaking last week. Yeah, and, but <laughs> this time, except this time. streamers now. Everybody, all the streamers are just going to run down every, every time somebody wins a match or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, except this time, if you notice... At least they're winning titles. At least... (laughs) Yeah, like the wind blew it, like, so I assume they were supposed to come down to the ring, but they didn't, because I guess, like, the wind blew it, like, (laughs) down the fucking aisle. So, yeah, it was just kind of, like, why would you even do that for... FTR does not strike me as the team, like, hey, we just won a title back. Fucking streamers! You know, it just... It doesn't fit their their character, right? No. So... Yeah, other than that, it, it was all right. So glad FTR's back and their champs, but could have been better. Yeah. And 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 listen, and I don't want to take this away from anything because we both mentioned that FTR winning this match was obviously the way to, to go. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's no doubt. We've said it for you no, know, you need to you need to get FTR back on the map. Um and again, I don't think it's a coincidence either that they're they're winning this match, especially we talked about Jay White from earlier on in the night. FTR, there was rumblings about them again, you know you know leaving their contract you know uh, yep. their whole contract negotiation stuff with AEW it's no coincidence now that they win these titles and you know et cetera et cetera right like yeah the they're in AEW for sure they're AEW um you know for for the foreseeable future a good call for them considering everything yeah, yeah. no exactly exactly because again guys these FTR and and people like Jay White they they're just better off suited um they they're just better off suited in AEW that's just who they are right so no doubt it was the right decision, but here, here's where I'm not so generous in, 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 in this regard. Again, guys, the officials, and I understand the whole, at least what, the, like you mentioned, Brian, what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dude, if you, if you immediately low blow somebody, like how many times have we seen people low blow, even when the referee's looking immediately, they'll ring the bell. This dude takes an eternity. To <laughs> yeah, ring the right. bell. It's like, did you just just like talking him? to him? Yes, right. dude. You saw it with your own two freaking eyes. Like, what are you seeing? Yeah. <laughs> Ring the freaking bell, dude. Uh, and that's why I just don't know if it was set up that way or or just Cash just so wasn't bad. there soon dude, enough, so they had so to stall. Bad. Right. It was right. so bad. That whole aspect was so bad. The finish was really bad. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Just yeah. It was. It was just really really awkward. But. Um. <laughs> And and because yeah, because here's the thing, guys. Like the, the referee, you, you might as well. And then like he just lets the all four of these men just do whatever they want to do. You might as well just pull your pants down, bend over, and just take it up the ass. Seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys. Uh, and here's where I'll mention. I'm going to end this as we as we uh, we we end the show here. Um, 
I understand FTR needed to win this match, but I go back to the acclaimed. So the acclaimed lose their titles to the guns. The guns win the titles and now they're back on F on FTR. Right. So was this whole thing just to get the titles back to back to FTR for them to win it with the guns? Like, is that see that in that, that that's, that that's where, that, that's where my wheel starts spinning here. Like, why did we have to sacrifice the momentum? Exactly. The, the acclaim that need it like FTR is FTR, whether they have those titles or not, doesn't matter. Right. As long as you give them good booking, you put them in something meaningful. They don't need those titles to be relevant. Right. Just like they didn't need three plus titles and other promotions to, to be relevant. Right. Um, so, yeah, that, that's just my whole spiel on it. It's just that. And now here are the acclaim. They're messing around with the JAS. That's just confusing in a weird what two minute segment that just led to a match on rampage. It's like, come on now guys. Yeah. It's it would like, have been definitely a much better story. If you had just kept a claim, the champions, this, ent- I mean, it's, you know, four months. It's not that long. Um, and considering they're the ones that beat FTR. Yeah. That would have been a much better story that FTR is coming back and now taking the titles. And you've had that four months to build the acclaimed. With get this actual fucking tag teams like what yeah, yeah but it, it hasn't been done so yeah exactly and then and then and then the <clears throat> last thing I'll mention too right is I go and this is where I go back to the whole Cody situation right we talked about struggle talked about adversity talked about all this other crap right and now like but yet FTR they come back right. And instead of going through a struggle, <laughs> they just get handed this title opportunity. So if we're going to say the thing, you know, and, and it's like, oh, but F- the belt needed to go on FTR. Okay. Well, the belt, the belt needed, needed to go on to Cody, go on Cody. over in WWE. Why yep. are we not saying the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Brian, I have to mention this because absolutely, I, I call everything down the middle like it is. I mean, if, 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 if we're going to do this with FTR, if people are going to be okay with this with FTR, but yet people are going to, are going to cry and, and bitch and moan over Cody Rhodes because he hasn't had enough struggle when FTR were pretty much single-handedly given these titles because Tony Khan made the biggest booking botch of his tag division. Like, come on. Clarify this for me. Cause I'm not in the, in the Twitter spaces and, and uh, like you are. Um, so is when they say that he hasn't struggled, are they talking? Are they are they addressing that specific storyline with Roman? Yes. Or just that he hasn't struggled in his the specific as a wrestler. Sto- the specific storyline, like the the like leading up to him winning the Rumble, and and the story okay. and the storyline as a whole is is what I'm saying. Ever since he came back, when he came back, uh, he, the, the announcement was made that he was coming back to the Rumble. He was placed right. the number thirty, which we both disagreed. By the way, we've acknowledged that right. it was a bad move. But again, we we both talked about it, and it's clear as day that it's not about the it's not about what he's done up to the Rumble to Mania. It's about yeah. his entire career. Right, right. Was, it was about him going being stardust. It was about him, you know, getting the short end of the stick. It was about him freaking, you know, getting fired and, and coming to a company that didn't Absolutely. work out that he freaking built from the ground up, wrestling with a torn peck. Like how I would say those people are just missing the fucking story. How do you not get behind a dude that legit wrestled a legit injury wrestles with a torn pack? Yeah. Like, dude, that screams like a major freaking baby face that you can get behind. 
but but no, absolutely there, there's nobody money. in the history like at least on television i'm sure obviously wrestlers have wrestlers have injured wrestled injured every night there's never been anything on tv where you saw the injury the physical injury the way you did with cody in a fucking hell in a cell that has never happened in the history of fucking wrestling period like mm-hmm. th- that yes that was fucking i mean you want to talk about struggle and like yeah, yeah give me i, I don't know give me a if, if you're if for those people i i think they're just i don't know they're they're missing the story you're not understanding know. the story they, they just <laughs> like, don't like cody bro they just don't yeah. like cody Rhodes, and there's nothing wrong with that but that doesn't mean he's not moving the needle you know right and uh but and, and before we get off the air i was on uh uh, Dave Padilla's um, podcast yesterday. Shout out to David if he's watching this. He's going to be with us tomorrow, or not tomorrow, excuse me, Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, Saturday when we cover the SmackDown After Mania show before we take our well-deserved week off because we have covered a lot of stuff over the past <laughs> few weeks. So it's going to be a well-deserved week off, um, and then we'll get back to it uh, the week after that with a Monday Night Raw review. But when I mentioned on on his, on his podcast, uh, talking you know mainly about wrestling and what's happened over the past few days, was just you know they just don't like Cody Rhodes. That, that's the issue. Yeah. They just don't like him. They personally just don't like him. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that does not mean, guys, that Cody Rhodes is not moving the needle. That does not yep. mean that he's not drawing in merchandise sales. And it does not mean that he's not helping the company. All he needed, guys, was that epic WrestleMania victory and that pop that he was going to get. Right? For sure. You hear it in his entrance. He was going to get it, but we didn't get it because a thousand days of a title reign. Yep. Give me a break. So... But shifting back over to AEW and Brian, I'll get your final thoughts before we before we end this. Um, you know, and I'm sure people are going to blow this show out of proportion. Oh, this was a great sh- this was a great yeah. show, guys. It was just another AEW show. Was it better than Raw After Mania, dude? My, sh- oh, my morning, yeah, my morning shit was better than the Raw After Mania. Let, let's just right. be real here. Yeah. So that's not saying much. So again, just another. Were there some sprinkles of good? Yes, but was it another mm-hmm. typical AEW show? You're goddamn right, man. So, yep. Um, is there again? And, and of course, there's there's stuff to be excited about, but I'm sure we'll get into all of that when the time comes. Before we end this, Brian, uh, your final thoughts on this show? Yeah, pretty much the same. I mean, definitely, it, it's not even it, it's not even a, a question. Yeah, as far as this week, Monday Night Raw or AEW, what was better? Um. But yeah, it's still kind of typical AEW. I mean, we have said, you know, the, this is like the third week in a row where like, all right, you're giving me something, you know, a little bit here and there. Um, so, okay. Uh, you know, there's a few things, but overall, uh, yeah, overall, listen, wrestling in general right now, both in WWE and we, we see it with, with a lot of, uh, you know, talent in, in both AEW and WWE, you know, tweeting, just their displeasure, like they're they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like this is you know bullshit, or just kind of like innuendos of that nature. So, in all honesty, man, I think in both companies right now, WWE and AEW, like a lot of shits up in the air. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit. Um, people just don't know what the fuck, you know. So. I think we're at least, you know, we're unfortunately kind of going to see that for the next at least short term few months until some things get straightened out. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of what you should expect to get a bunch of what the fuck, man. I, you know, 
So yeah, yeah, we'll see pray, guys. We can only hope and pray because, you know, for the most part, we watch this out of habit and hope, and that couldn't be any more true <laughs> yeah. um, moving forward, not just in, in AEW, but now in WWE with that yep. nonsense going on over there. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. This was episode number 41 of Ruthless Talk. This was AW Dynamite, uh, April 5th, 2023. Um, again, I want to thank everybody once again for tuning in. I know a lot of content has been uh, has been published out. I'm sure not a lot of people have been keeping up with these episodes because we've pu- we've been doing nothing but publishing content. Um, I'm sure this, you know, the week off that we're about to be on again, a well-deserved week off, you know, everybody can get, can get uh, updated or get, you know, up to date on episodes and all that and all that fun stuff. Uh, but continue guys to spread the word, continue guys um, to support the community and support the channel and support the platform. We really, truly appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, guys, stay tuned for Saturday when we talk some SmackDown after mania, like I mentioned, top bunk sports, Dave Padilla will be with us uh, reviewing that show. Um, as well as talking about a bunch of other stuff. I'm sure more updates as well about Endeavor, um, WWE, and that whole sale. And of course, you know, like I mentioned in, in the middle of the show about Vicky Guerrero, you know, if there's any other updates, we'll also give you guys those updates as well. But make sure you guys stay tuned for that episode for Saturday. Once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. That is going to do it for today's episode. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.